Hello, and thank you for joining me for episode five of season three, Walls Come Tumbling Down Christian Bible Podcast. I hope you enjoy. Walls fall in Jesus' name. Praise the Lord and welcome to another episode of Walls Come Tumbling Down Christian Bible Podcast. I'm your host, your encouraging brother, Preach, your encouraging brother, Joshua. How are you? Praise the Lord. It is good to praise God because he is good and he's on the move. He's a mighty God and he's busy. God is never stagnant. He has never stopped. Uh, his hand is never, uh, it's, it's never, he's never just lazy. God is not lazy about his business. God is incredibly diligent because God's not a hypocrite. And the Lord also asked us to be a, uh, diligent. He wants us to be diligent in the things of God. He doesn't want us to be lackluster. He doesn't want us to uh, put it on the back burner or jump from one thing to the next thing to the next thing to the next thing to the next thing. He wants us to be diligent and to be consistent because uh, we have to be persistent in our faith. We have to consistently be faithful in that little thing that God wants us to do. And so we need to chase after God's anointing throughout the day and throughout the week so that when we get to that place where we're supposed to meet God in that faithful calling that he has on us, that we can be there and we can be responsive to him. We can respond to him and we can get out of the way and let the anointing of the Lord come down and take over. You know, we are not in this alone. We have a great, great hope and a great, beautiful high priest who is in the heavens, who makes intercession for us. Uh, intercession for us. That means Jesus also prays for us. He understands the feeling of our infirmity. He was in all ways tempted the same way we're tempted, but yet without sin. And so this lets us know that we can trust in him. We can trust him to guide us and navigate us through these very hard and strange, strange times that we're going through. We're going through such a strange time right now as the body of Christ. And you know, the Lord is, he's good to us. His mercy is from everlasting to everlasting. He loves us. 
And so right now, this difficult time is pressing his people. God is pressing all of us right now. He is stretching every single one of us. Not so that we will rest on our laurels or our identity in Christ, but so that we will rest on him. He doesn't want us to be reliant upon this thing or that thing or, you know, nothing. No things. The Lord wants us to be completely dependent upon him. And he wants us to learn how to be diligent in his and keep the commandments also while we wait. He wants us to wait for his anointing. You know, I heard a pastor tell me that he's gone. He went to the church and, and he said, you know, there's been times I've come in here and I, you know, I ain't got nothing. And, you know, there's you know, it's dry, basically dry preaching over the pulpit. And, you know, it's it's a the, the church is a cross. The church is a cross. It's it's for the deadening of our flesh. If you're in church and you're uh, seeking the Lord the way you should. It's not supposed to be a place where you come to just feel good and get and get ministered to all the time. That's not how this is supposed to go. You have a responsibility that the Lord wants you to be diligent to do, you know? And uh, then if you're only focused on your responsibility, you go to church, you wash your hands of your Christianity once you leave, you know, the Lord doesn't want you to do that either because the church starts when the service is over, amen? When the service is over, then the church begins. You know, that's when we got to, uh, you know, that's when you start to minister to people and you do the one-on-one -on -one responsibilities that the Lord always has us do it. There are so many people out there right now that need to hear the gospel of Jesus Christ. There's so many doors that God is opening and he is ministering behind the scenes because, again, our Father is busy. And even Jesus said he is always about his father's business. Not his business, his father's business. He does the work of his father. His meat is to do the will of him that sent him. And our meat, our food, our daily sustenance is also going to be to do the will of God in our lives. To seek the Lord, seek the Lord, seek the Lord, seek the Lord. For what do you want from me, Lord? What thing should I be doing faithfully, you know, consistently? That's not just a uh, ministering always to myself or ministering to my own need. You understand? Because the Lord has us out here in the highways, in the byways, in the hedges, in the church to do. And I say it like that because you know what? I'm going to tell you something. Church is an interesting place. You know, we ought to think of each other in a sober light. Actually, we should think of ourselves in a sober light. You know, don't put people up on pedestals. So that's what I mean in that regard. Don't respect a person of a man. Uh, the Bible actually says, cursed is the man that trusts in men. You are cursed if you start trusting in man to do anything uh, for you, except, you know, nothing. Don't nothing. You know what I'm saying? However, that doesn't mean that we ought to despise our brother or think evil against them or speak evil against them, which is you're talking stuff that you don't know for sure is true. You know what I mean? When I'm talking about people or laying stuff down or sharing stories here, it's true. And uh, it's, it's stuff that is true. You understand? And so it's teaching, you know, because the Lord is he called me to preach and to teach, okay, and to be uh, a light. We are all supposed to be a light 
uh, and the light is not a light of who we are as individuals, but it's a light of the work that our Father is doing in secret. Do you understand? The Lord is doing things for us in secret because, again, God is diligent over his people. He is zealous for his church. That's the love of God, is to lay down one's life. Uh, that is the love of the Lord. That's what he did for us. He laid down his life for us, and we ought also to do the same thing. Uh, you know, because the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night, in which the heavens will pass away with a great noise, and the elements shall melt with a fervent heat. The earth also and the works that are therein shall be burned up. Seeing then that all these things shall be dissolved, what manner of persons ought ye to be in all holy conversation and godliness? Looking around at the world, you know, the Lord tells us not to love this world, and it's so easy to get caught up in the lie of this world. The, the world will tell you a love story. It's a false love story, but it'll be a love story involving two people who don't serve the Lord, don't do anything for God, they don't see any need for Christianity, but they live out this life and talk about injustice and talk about doing the right thing, and the devil paints a picture of these people who live without God. They think that they don't need the Lord. And that's the lifestyles that we see on TV and everybody that is out there chasing your own wealth and comfort. The Lord is not out to seek your comfort. Do you understand? That's not what the Lord is about. In fact, he might put you in some pressing circumstances so that you cannot be comfortable. Or, and so that you don't, you don't get that comfort because you will do it. You'll mess it up. That's the bottom line. You'll mess it up. I know the Lord has kept me from certain things because I'll mess them up. And he knows what's good for us. Do you understand? He doesn't want us to get to a place too soon. He doesn't want us to, uh, you know, he doesn't want us to rush. And he's always got all these details figured out. That's why we also, we also ought to be like him. We, we have to trust him. We have to be diligent uh, and I'm going to keep reading this. Uh, this is, by the way, 2 Peter chapter 2. Um, I'm, I started with verse 10, but I'm going to keep going down. Uh, now to verse 12. Looking for and hasting unto the coming of the, day, uh, uh, of the day of God. That's not looking for and hasting unto our own ways. That's not looking for and hasting unto our own, our, our, our own ideas or our own mind as if we have this whole thing figured out. We've got everything figured out now, and we don't need the Lord. You know, we cross our arms and uh, sit back as if, as, if, as if we know the way, the truth, and uh, we just go and go and go and go and go in, into one thing after the next. But we can't do that because if we start looking at this world and start pursuing the things of this world, which never satisfy, literally you will never have enough, uh, as you are looking out for the world and, and seeking the things of this world, it's just tearing you down. You know, but it's deceiving you as it tears you down. And it paints this picture. And, you know, uh, even when people start in the world, start standing up for injustice or they start, you know, crying out against tyranny in some, in some way or painting themselves out to be the victim of oppressive circumstances of the world and therefore they must use themselves and rise above it. And no. The Lord doesn't want us to do any of that. He doesn't call us to do that, to be that. He calls us to get on the cross. 
He calls us to fellowship with him, to, to learn and partake in his sufferings. And we do that by remembering that the Lord is going to burn every single thing that we see up with fire. He is going to burn this entire world with fire. He's going to, uh, it says right here in 2 Peter chapter 2, verse 10, it says, and the elements shall melt with a fervent heat. The earth also and the works that are therein shall be burned up. So seeing then that all these things shall be dissolved, okay? Keeping this in mind, what manner of persons ought ye to be in all holy conversation and godliness? The Lord wants us to be radical in this ideation, uh, in this, in this uh, um, ideation. He wants us to be radical in this way of thinking. He wants us to have genuine faith that when we look around, we understand that God made all things with his own glorious word, by his own glorious power. He made all things through Jesus. Everything that was made was made through him. And there wasn't nothing that was made that, that, that exists right now that wasn't made by him, for him, for his glory, for his purpose, because he wanted it that way. He is all-consuming. The knowledge of God is all-consuming. It is never-ending. There is no searching of the Lord's understanding. You can go deeper and deeper and deeper and should indeed go deeper and deeper and deeper. And I want to touch into this because it says you need not that a man should teach you, but the Holy Spirit will guide you into all truth. But then the Lord also says that he sets up teachers. You know, so what is this? And, and that we should be subject to governors and tutors. You know, David said he'll be wiser than all of his teachers. Folks, it's not just that the, the words that we hear from someone, but it's the revelation and understanding that comes from the Holy Spirit. You know, it comes from a Holy Spirit. It's not about, sometimes, you know, sometimes some people just want to be ministered to all day long. You, you just got to minister to them, minister to them, minister to them, minister to them in the things of God. Because they don't minister to anybody else, the things of the Lord. You know, Jesus said we will always have poor people here, and doing alms is good. That is a good thing to do. That is a Christ thing to do. But the real work is in the scripture. It's in discipleship. It's in looking around and knowing that every single thing in this world is going to be dissolved. Even the very elements themselves are going to melt with a fervent heat. God is going to completely eradicate the things of this world. There will be no participation for the things of this world in, in the kingdom of heaven. None. They're, they're, God is against them. God is against them. And is this to say that God is against our comfort? No, because he is our comfort. Do you understand? He is our comfort. The Holy Spirit is our comfort, and blessed are the people who are in circumstances right now, that, and they are allowing themselves to be pressed by God. God is doing a work in us because he is diligent, and he has not forgotten a single hair on any one of our heads. So if you're going through a difficult time, either God is putting you in these circumstances to rework and reroute your brain. He is pulling out pieces of unbelief 
by confronting those uh, that, that, that disbelief and putting you in situations where you have to choose the fear of the Lord. You have to choose to obey God. You have to choose to believe in him. You have to learn that you always have the victory. If you believe in Jesus, you always have the victory. Always without fail. Why? Because your trust is in Jesus who doesn't fail. He is the everlasting God and he is always aware. And these situations that we're going through right now are very intentional. You know, the Lord is intentionally shaking and pressing us. You know, he is intentionally, uh, intentionally allowing uh, for things to be taken away from us. Uh, he's adding things to us. He's, he's watching people take on things that they shouldn't. You know, he's, 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 he's seeing this stuff happen. But what he's really doing is working. Ultimately, he's moving us who are called and chosen and who, are, who have given their lives to Jesus, he's using these circumstances to bring his glory into your life. That's what these circumstances are for. You know, this is the fire that we're all going through. And right now, it's tightening in on every single person. The attacks seem more blatant. Uh, the fear of the Lord is escaped completely those who have not learn to to use it you know what i mean and so the things that are shaken uh are being shaken and if they can be shaken they will fall away they will fall away but the things that and they're falling away to show you that the things that that cannot be shaken those are the things that remain okay and the only things that cannot be shaken are the things that god himself has done do you understand? That is the only thing that is able to remain is that the, is the things that God has done himself. This is a straight and narrow path that we must walk into the kingdom of heaven. All right. I'm just trying to talk to you here. This is a straight, narrow path. Our thinking has to be straight and to be narrow so that when we are looking around or experiencing the things in this world with our eyes, uh, through our that 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 vis uh, that the visible connectivity to our souls uh, with the things of this world, we have to be one hundred percent persuaded that God's word is true, and that the things of this world are going to be dissolved and will not have any part in the things of the Lord. Okay, the way you relax here on earth is not how it will be up in heaven. Do you understand? It is just not. You will not have the worldly entertainment in heaven. You won't. You will not be normal up in heaven. You will not be this, this standard of normality that's here in this world that the world deems makes you a good person if you're able to consistently attain. That will not be the standard that the Lord uses. He never uses the standard of normal. He is against the standard of normal in this world. The standard of normal in this world is anti-Christ. Do you understand? It is a standard to which the world will make you shut your mouth. The world will become as anti-Christ as possible. And that is the standard of normal. You know, and tradition will get you in trouble. Because I'm going to be honest, folks. If you look around, hello, God's not, not, he's not into the traditions of man. It's okay for you to do your tradition and you to be traditional, but you need to, but God is not with it. He's not 
in your traditions of man. He's the living God, and he's wrecking the church right now. Do you understand? He is coming through the church. Judgment is beginning at the house of God. That's what we're seeing. We're seeing these things. And so in order for the wrath of God to not remain on you, you have to repent of everything that is your own way, and you must from the heart diligently believe. So that's what I wanted to focus on. So the Lord says, verse 11, uh, 2 Peter 2, and I know I said it once, but I'm saying it again. Verse 11, seeing then that all these things, that's everything you see when you look around, all that is flesh, all that is in this world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. If you will examine yourself before God under the power of the Holy Spirit in faith and look for the lust of the flesh in your life, look for the lust of your eyes. How often am I giving myself or even confronted by these things, by the lust of my eyes? And then look at the pride of life. What in this world do I do or have or associate with that gives me the feeling that my life is something uh, outside of the Lord? Well, no, I believe it's the Lord that hath given me all these things. Well, yes, he has allowed you to be able to accumulate certain things and wealth and this and that, whatever. But let me tell you, if it doesn't bring you closer to God or deeper in your worship and adoration for him, then it's an uh, idol. It's an idol. You know, and we Gentiles here in Babylon constantly heap to ourselves idols. We don't always exalt them above the Lord, but they all have their place and time where we give ourselves over to it and we are absent from the things of God. If uh, that is your case, then you have to repent of all of those things and start being diligent. Start understanding that everything is going to be bur burned up with fire. The elements themselves shall melt with a fervent heat. Seeing then that all these things shall be dissolved, what manner of persons? You see how immediately you look around the immediately, you look inside. You look at you and you say, okay, what manner of persons? You. And then also you look at the people around you too because you're your brother's keeper. Do you remember you're supposed to be your brother's keeper? That means you're supposed to go and have real, authentic, Bible-based conversations with the people around you, folks. And if you're not doing that, then you're not doing it right. It should be, Scripture says this. Scripture says this. Well, people don't like to be beat with the Bible. Those people are not of the Lord. How about that? Because uh, when somebody brings correction to you, you know, uh, the Bible says... The, the, you rebuke a wise man and he will love you. He'll be yet wiser. But a fool, remember, it's either you're a wise or you're a fool. You're a scorner. Those, th these things are things, those, that stems from your disbelief in the word of God. Those behaviors come from a disbelief in God's word. Something in you has exalted itself to the point to where you really don't believe that all these things are going to be dissolved. You know, you really have not allowed the word of God to truly penetrate your heart in that you're willing to give yourself over to the belief that everything will be dissolved. What manner of persons ought ye to be 
in all holy conversation and godliness. Now, conversation is not just our words. Conversation is how we conduct ourselves. And there should be a striving not just to man-centered uh, uh, holiness or workspace holiness, but holiness, uh, 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 holy conversation and godliness, this is, uh, this is us constantly trying to look for the things of the Lord. Always, this is pushing us into always finding God's presence in our life, always seeking God's presence in our life, always thinking about what the Father would have us do. What is the Lord Jesus calling me to in this very moment because he's calling? You know, the Lord is always available, always listening to us. He always comes and gets us. He is a good, good, good Father. He is all the praises that we all sing. He's all those things for real. And he never stops being those things. And we can never forget it. But it's but this world, if we take our eyes off of that wonderful promise of salvation, off of this promise that everything's going to be burned, if we start allowing the temporal things in this world to cloud our faith and to cloud where God is calling us or to make the way crooked, then we uh, will immediately, it's, it will, it will so it will so disbelief in our hearts those words will eat the word of god out of our heart it'll distract us it hardens us we are flesh and so we are susceptible to these things in the world because we are flesh you know we are susceptible to these things that's why we get that's why jesus calls us up and he doesn't say come and follow me to a good life he says come and follow me to the cross Deny yourself. Take up the cross daily. Don't deny yourself just because of you have this one responsibility or this one job that you do at church, and that's your denial. No. You know, I'll deny myself by continue to. No. No. You know, uh, denying yourself, taking up the cross, and following the Lord is something that needs to be done all the time, being always about our Father's business. You know, being faithful in that little thing that God has called us to be faithful in. And then he'll make us rulers, if he wants, over the much. Because it doesn't matter. If you're, you're, don't, you're not in this to be a ruler. You know, none of us are in this. You, I'm going to say none of us in the name of Jesus in faith are in this to be. Are you doing this to be a ruler? Are you doing this so you can be something? Is, are you just trying to serve yourself? And putting Jesus in front of it. That's not, that's not going to, you might fool people with that, but the Lord will not accept your offering. That is not it. You have to look at what Jesus has done for us and that God was, is going to burn this whole world with fire, everything, including uh, he, the, the sinners. The sinners are going to be melt like wax before the Lord. And we all deserve hell for our sins. That, that's isolated, that's separation from God. You know, we all deserve that. But uh, we can't, uh, so, so we have to be grateful that God has made a way for us. Do you understand? Learning about God is your way out. That's how you get free. Learn about the Lord. That's how you get free. Reading your Bible might seem like a tedious thing at times. You might not even want to do it, but reading your Bible is a powerful thing. 
because that's you completely shutting things down for just a moment to open yourself up to what the will of God might be for you in that moment. And we should always be leaning on the Lord, always be lessening things, less of this, less of this. It's a gradual thing. It's good to do it gradually as well because, you know, uh, you got to sit down and count the cost. You don't want to put your hand to the plow and turn back. When Moses sinned, he was not allowed to enter into the promise because of it. And that was Moses for crying out loud. And he's done way more than any of us. You know, it says also, if God spared not the angels that sinned, but cast them down into hell. He didn't spare Noah. Uh, I'm sorry, he didn't spare the entire world in the days of Noah. He didn't. He didn't. But he's sparing us, moment by moment. He is leading us and guiding us. He is taking us by the hand. He is being merciful to our unrighteousness. He is being patient with us. He is being kind to us. This is the way out. Persistent continuance in well-doing. And well-doing isn't good deeds. Well-doing. Well-doing is when you are seeking for the Lord all the time. This is good. This is doing good. This is the only good because there is none good but one and that's God. Verse 12, looking for and hasting unto the coming of the day of God, wherein the heavens being on fire shall be dissolved and the elements shall melt with a fervent heat. Guys, this is the holiness of the Lord God. This is his presence come to earth. This is Jesus Christ come into the uh, coming in the clouds with glory. And it's, it's God's, it's the day in which he's going to stand up and show the world himself. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read verse 10, actually. I'm going to go back. I know I'm sticking on this for just a minute. But I'm going to read verse 10. I pray you're doing well out there, by the way. I pray you're doing well. I pray that your soul is doing well. You know, these messages are not out there for any other reason than to give God glory. And God gets glory by, but God, when God gets glory, when the Lord is lifted up, he does all the drawing. Do you understand? You lift up the word of God. You lift up the ways of the Lord. Now, verse 10, but the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night in the which the heavens shall pass away with a great noise and the elements shall melt, the very elements with a fervent heat. The Lord is fervent. He is zealous. The earth also and the works that are therein shall be burned up. Seeing then, Believing this, if you really believe this, if you really believe that Jesus is God, folks, it doesn't mean that you're not going to struggle. You will struggle. In fact, the fire here that we're going through, it is, it is a trying of our faith so that we can be pure, so that when the time comes for us to stand before God, we will be found of him in peace. 
We won't be carried away with the things of the world. We won't be lost and, and confused by the idols that we have in our life. Confusion is of the devil. Does it mean that you're always going to know what you're supposed to do? No. You're not always going to have the whole picture. And even once God has done a mighty work, you're going to think that's the picture and it's not. Because it's just a small piece. A tiny little piece. And so we ought to not be like the horse or the mule, which have no understanding. And we ought not to get weary in well-doing. And the way we do that is by having faith that the Lord Jesus Christ is going to finish the work that he started in us. Not, don't worry about the work the Lord is doing through you. Let the Lord work in you. It has to start in you. You must let the Lord work in you. And do not take yourself out of the atmosphere where the Lord is working in you. Where you are being pressed. Where you are being stretched. You know, that this, this is good for God. In you. To be formed in you. To be, to be in you for real. So you can be a real Christian. I am a real Christian because I say I'm a real Christian. All right, you know, show me your faith with your, your, uh, you know, words. Amen. I don't want to show anybody my faith with nothing. You know what I'm saying? I'm not, I'm not in the business of that. I just want to make sure that the Lord is working in me. I don't want to miss him. Do you understand? I don't want to miss him. And sometimes, you know, people are going to press you. I've been pressed by people who are questioning me or sneering at me or or acting like they're doing. I don't know what the deal yo is. I don't even care. You know, because my faith is in God. I'm not worried about uh, pleasing man. And you should not be either. The Lord tells us specifically we are cursed if we trust in man. You hear that? We are, we are genuinely cursed if you trust in man, period. I'm going to look that scripture up too. And I'm going to come back to it because, because you know what? Let me tell you, the Lord, he, he will get, he is the God. He is the only Lord God. There is no one else but the Lord. And he is, uh, he wants us to be aware of this, that nothing in this life matters except for what God is doing in us. And, 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 uh, and through us, as far as us, when I say through us, I don't mean the work. I mean, I mean what, what you are sitting back and allowing the Lord Jesus Christ to do in your body. You know, because the Lord doesn't want us to get saved and then half get up on the cross. I don't, I, bye. Actually, you know what? I, 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 would, I would love to, to, to tell somebody, you know what, if that's who you are, that's where you are, and you just, you know, you just half... You know, then, then get out of here. But you know what? I'm going to be honest. The Lord is so merciful and so loving and so kind. The forbearance of God, the long suffering of God is that God will still be there leading you to repentance, leading you to zeal. And I know this about the Lord because he's so good. And he says it all the time. You know, uh, and so... Getting a good picture of how important it is to hang on to what God is doing in us, to be looking for. 
and asking the Lord to come quickly, hasting unto the coming of the day of God, when these tests will finally be over, when we'll finally be able to see him as he is. Even though we don't know what we shall be like, but we know that when we see him, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. And every person that has that hope within themselves will be seeking him the way he ought to be sought after. For this is an unsearchable God. He's a perfect, loving, wealthy God. And so verse 12, looking for and hasting on to the coming of the day of God, wherein the heavens being on fire shall be dissolved and the elements shall melt with the fervent heat. We're going to see fire. You're going to see fire in the sky. You know, this terrible, terrible, uh, it's going to be a consuming fate for the world. The Lord is a consuming fire. The world has no chance. Nothing is going to get better. Stop thinking that there's any type of hope or salvation in the politicians and policies of the world. It's the devil's playing ground, and he, that's what he's doing. He's playing with this, 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 painting picture, making movies, exalting himself. This is what Satan does. You know, this is what he does. He's a liar. And so he, that's what he's doing all day long is lying, tricking, and doing all kind of evil things that it's a shame even to speak about. Don't follow him. And you know what? If you have been following him, guess what? The goodness of God is that you don't have to. You don't have to. God will help you. What you will have to do is you're going to have to give it your all. You're going to have to humble your silly self. It's such a weird thing to me when people, when you have to be, when I, if I have to tell somebody to be humble, I don't even want to talk to you. I don't even want to talk to you. You know, well, well because you get offended. You know what I'm saying? Because you will miss the things of God because the Lord was sent, a, a, he has sent a jackass, a donkey, a dumb ass, as it says in, in Peter. The dumb ass speaking with man's voice. You will miss. You'll miss it. And you know, that's, it's sad. You missed it. And, I, and I, I can't help but think if you're like that, it's because your value, you truly aren't valuing the things of God. You're not valuing the Lord for the Lord. You know, people say one thing, but then their actions speak so much louder than their words. And, uh, you know, the Lord judges us according to our works. So verse 12, again, looking for and hasting unto the coming of the day of God, wherein the heavens being on fire shall be dissolved and the elements shall melt with a fervent heat. And, you know, I, I keep reading the same verse again and again and again. And I, I've talked about this in the past. There's life in these scriptures. All right, don't be in a rush to get through it. Can't you see how wrong thinking that is? That's so wrong. You just want to hurry up and get through it. Don't do that. I'm never going to do that. We're rushing God in these weird ways. And it's costing us to have no power whatsoever. Not saying that everything has to be long and drawn out either. That's not it. 
But what we do have to do is look for Jesus. Look for God's spirit in these pages. Look for God's spirit in each other's testimony. Don't you look at other people in the church and see Jesus in them first? Don't you look for Jesus in them? Do you do that? You look at them and, and you don't look at them. Uh, you know, I don't look for people's faults. I never do, ever. When they do something, the spirit of the Lord is like, up. Oh. You know, typically I tell them, if I'm able to, we all have to be led of, led of God's spirit. If God wants me to say something, I'm going to say something. If he wants me to pray, I pray. Try to build a relationship so that you can really deal with people. Because nowadays, if you don't build a relationship with people, they don't want nothing to do with you. Because they, 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 they know the, the, the whole world is walking in a false love. Okay, Christians cannot be that way with each other. You know what I'm saying? Do you understand that? Christians cannot be that way. It's silly. It's silly. That's almost as silly as thinking that the conservative party is Christian. None of these people are Christian folks. They're Catholic. Uh, and when I say Catholic, I don't necessarily mean in their allegiance, but the practice of their faith is so uh, religious and skin deep. And we have to avoid that at all costs. Why? Because Jesus is not like that. The Bible says, looking for and hasting onto the coming of the day of God, wherein the heavens being on fire shall be dissolved and the elements shall melt with a fervent heat. A person who thinks that way will not do anything on a surface level. The person who is like that, will do. The, who believes that, who believes and is looking for and hasting onto the coming of the day of God, that person will be diligent. And also doing everything heartily with the whole heart, everything, mm, as unto the Lord and not unto man. And you know, I've been a lot more preaching on these podcasts preaching and preaching and preaching and it's you know it's becoming a habit uh but let me tell you something you better just hear the with great plainness of speech folks people are tolerating every single little teeny tiny thing that they want to tolerate that they feel within themselves should be tolerated or in some cases they see it as so messed up there's no restoration for it you are not Looking with uh, unto the Lord. We have to remember that this is God that we are dealing with. This is God. It's him that establishes. It's him that builds up. It's him that tears down. It's God. He's always in everything all the time. Don't ever try to build anything other than that. Within yourself. And help other people to build, it, to, to grow in the knowledge and in, and in conversation. We should have our conversation. Be honest. Don't do things uh, to be like this person or like this person or just to try to be, you know, stop. What, what are you doing? You should only be trying to get close to God for crying out loud. Don't you even believe? Don't you even believe? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God is, what are you trying to prove? To who? Serve the Lord. 
That's it. Serve the Lord. And how do you do that? By doing a bunch of stuff? No, by allowing the Lord to be constantly at work in you. That's the work of the Lord, folks. Let the Lord constantly be working in you. Because when the Lord is working in you, a city that is set on a hill cannot be hid. Woo! Folks, look to the heaven, uh, look to the hills where your help comes from. Look to God. And now I'm gonna just okay, one more time with verse 12. Looking for and hasting on to the coming of the day of God. Where in the uh, where in the heavens being on fire shall be dissolved, and the elements shall melt with a fervent heat. Nevertheless, we, according to his promise, look for new heavens and a new earth wherein dwelleth righteousness. Do you love righteousness now? You know, are, are you allowing the work, the Lord to work in you so that you will love righteousness you know that's that should be this is this should be happening in our person it's a, it's a slow change but the lord will do it you're not going to be bitter and sad and grievous grievously obeying god oh man i can't i can't sin anymore darn it i'm missing out by having to keep these commandments and i don't believe any person that's truly born again is going to be feeling that way at all or thinking that way if anything, you're going to be like, man, Lord, help me to please keep the commandments, God. I really want to please you. I really want to seek you. I really want to go forward and love you, Lord. I want to get myself completely out of the way and just let you have your way with me no matter what it is. That is the place of surrender. That's how we can be unscathed by what's happening to us right now as a body. Verse 13. Nevertheless, we, according to his promise, look for new heavens and a new earth wherein dwelleth righteousness. The Lord is our righteousness, folks. Do you see? We're going to be with him. We're going to be with him, dwelling with him forever. The tabernacle of God is with men. This is our reality, not here. This is not our home. You are not going to be here forever. This is not the place. The earth won't even last forever. That's why we are genuinely, genuinely going to be in a new heaven. There will be a new heavens and a new earth where it dwelleth righteousness. Verse 14, Wherefore, beloved, seeing that ye Look for such things. Here it is. Be diligent that ye may be found of him in peace without spot and blameness. Folks, this is not, this is so much here. There's so much here. You know, be found of God on that day or in your death, having peace with God having no corrupt thing that you've held on to that the Lord hasn't had to wrestle out of your hands. No unbelief to his word and his promise. 
no trust in your own ability, but solely depending upon Jesus, solely hoping and looking onto him. And with all of your heart, with all of your soul, with all of your mind, with all of your strength, everything that is in you is seeking for the Lord's approval in your life. You are always seeking God so that, so, so, that you, so that you can be found of him in peace, without spot and blameless. That only will, that will never, ever, ever happen based on our own virtue and merits. It will never be. It is always because the, you have been, cl stay close to God. And the Lord tells us in one place, cleave unto the Lord. Cleave to him. Get rid of everything that causes you not to believe. Get rid of everything that would take you out of the things of God. Get rid of it. And, and sometimes the, the pressing hard circumstances are there because of that, you know? You're, there's things you're holding on to that the Lord wants you to let go of. He wants you to let go of them. And you don't got to understand it. And it ain't got, don't expect it to feel good. Because guess what? It's a cross. The Lord, he's pulling things off of you. He's trying to, to fix you. Because you're broken. Don't you know? That's not, listen, we've, we've all sinned and come short of the glory of God. We're broken. And now the Lord wants to, he wants to take us. He wants us to, 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 to heal us. And guess how he heals us? By tickling us and making us feel better? Putting a band-aid over something? No, he doesn't. He calls upon the, the Holy Spirit over us. He causes his breath to enter into us and we live. The, 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 the meat grows over the bones. We come alive because his word that he speaks to us, that heals us. It heal, he heals us from the inside out. He is, he is the Lord that healeth us. You know, and, and the Lord doesn't, he's not of the world. He is not of this world. So his mending and his healing of us will help us to sustain, but the purpose of that is not to make you live like the people in this world, folks. He doesn't do that so that we can be normal or so that we can have these uh, good person lives so that we can start standing up and being an outstanding member of this community that's going to burn in hell. The, without the gospel preached to him, the only way to be an outstanding member of this community is to uh, be an outstanding member of the community of Jesus. Get out and preach the gospel. It's, it pleases the Lord through the foolishness of preaching that souls should get saved. There you go. That's what we are needed to be about, is about our Father's business. Seeking for the lost. Because once the last person that's going to be saved gets saved, then we can all go home. Once, once, then, we can all, then we can finally see the truth with our own eyes. Because let me tell you something. If you're listening to this right now and you believe in Jesus Christ, and you got the Lord in you, 
By faith, you are on your way to the kingdom of heaven. This is a reality. You are not a citizen of this world. You are a citizen of heaven. The Lord is yet going to have his way with you. He is yet saving you. He's good. He really loves us. Verse 14 again. Wherefore, beloved, seeing that ye look for such things, be diligent that you may be found of him in peace without spot and blameless. Listen, verse 15, an account that the, listen, and take into consideration, okay, that the long-suffering of our Lord is salvation. The Lord wants people to be saved. You know, he, 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 he's, he, he is long-suffering with us. You know, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to the truth. So if I've ever... You know, because I, I, I don't, I don't uh, like to, I don't want, I'm not going to stray from the things that God wants me to say ever, but I am not allowed to take my personal this or that and to put it into this. Get out of here. And if you'd ever think that I do something like that, you have no idea who I am and who I serve for that matter. You know, God would destroy me. And uh, the thing is, the Lord is long-suffering, and he cares for us very, very, very much. And he wants us to let him work in us so much that we know beyond a shadow of a doubt that we've heard from God. Because there won't be any doubt when you hear from the Lord. And so there's no doubt, you know, when I'm uh, letting the Lord work through me that that's what's happening. I'm letting the Lord have his way. And it's not because of me. Uh, it's because of Jesus. He's the boss. And I'm so grateful that the Lord is in charge. Aren't you? Aren't you so grateful that the government doesn't rest on the shoulders of any man or any one of us? My goodness. My goodness. You know, praise the Lord for what he has done. An account that the long-suffering of the Lord is salvation, even as our beloved brother Paul also, according to the wisdom given unto him. Not that he got himself, but it's the wisdom that was given to him. Because the Lord gives people wisdom for the edifying of the body, because maybe he gives these people the wisdom because he knows that they're not going to take that wisdom and puff themselves up with it. Maybe he knows that he gives wisdom to people when when he knows that it's because it's God's wisdom and and they're he and they're just gonna let it let the wisdom of God be glorified in their life. They're not gonna act like it's their own wisdom, like we like like some like some people like to slanderously say. They just to see how wise. I, how dare you think I will be preaching this podcast to see how wise, uh, so you can see how wise I am. I want to show you nothing. And more importantly, I'm going to just reject that whole thing. And anybody, if you think that, don't you ever listen to any word I say. If I had a church, I'd kick you out because your heart's not right. A person who thinks like that is your heart is not right. Your heart's wrong. And my heart's nothing like that because the Lord has put me 
through uh, way too much. <laughs> so my heart's, I'm no, I'm no danger. I'm not in the same place as you. Amen. But amen, the Lord loves you anyway. And I'm 100% convinced about that. Even if I rebuke the mess out of you. And, I, and actually, I wouldn't rebuke you at all unless I knew for sure that the Lord was going to work inside of you. I just have that faith for every single person that I correct. That, you know, I'm like, yeah, and I correct a lot of people. But why? Because it's the Lord in me. And I let, because he loves people. He loves everybody so much. He loves us so much. This is all possible because of God's great love for us, folks. Hallelujah. He's good. Don't you know that it's that Jesus is good? That's why I love I make these podcasts. They're supposed to go long. You know, they're they're supposed to go long because you know what? For people who uh you know, it's you listen to it at your leisure. You know what I'm saying? You zone out and up, come back. Yeah, I, you know, I, I don't care really how you, you doing it. I you know, and if people tell me they don't listen to my podcast, there's plenty of people that are close by me that do not listen to my podcast. Plenty of people that are close by me that know me in close proximity and do not listen to it. Here is my true thoughts on them. Okay, you ready? I'm going to say my true feelings about every person that uh, claims to be my friend or be a brother or sister supporter in the Lord that, 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 that is a, somebody that I associate with on a close proximal, I don't know, somebody that I'm close with, somebody, people who know me. And if you don't listen to my podcast and you know me, before God, this is how I feel about you. I really don't care. And it's not in a bad way I don't care. Uh, I love you uh, for who the relationship that we have. But my, my podcast has nothing to do with it, folks. This is an assignment from the Lord that I'm on. And uh, more importantly, you know, God is good. And so who are we? If God wants you to preach specifically to four people, then you better do it with all of your heart, soul, mind, and strength. And don't you ever, ever for one second think that the Lord is a uh, is like the flesh, where he looks on the th- he looks on the things of the outside. How dare you be so reckless? God is changing things. It's not this stuff's not the same. It's not traditional. Does it mean you can't have your traditions? I go to a very traditional church. But I'm telling you, I've watched God avoid those traditions. And I've watched those traditions wreck people's souls. And uh, that's not of the Lord. That is of the devil. That's when your traditions are not of God. And they're exalted above the Holy Spirit. And that is something you really got to take up with the Lord God himself because God is not slack as some men count slackness but is long suffering hoping not willing that any should perish but that all should get saved and get right and learn to start looking around and knowing that everything's going to be burned up the elements are going to melt with a fervent heat and you don't look for that just because you're tired you look for that because you know it's going to bring you to Jesus. Do you hear? It's going to bring you to Jesus. I was one time sitting at a church service at New Heights. And it was my first time being there ever. And, uh, you know, 
while I was there in the service, and I'm using this specifically because I, I think this brother, this pa pastor there is of the Lord, you know? And so while I was uh, in the church, they have a digital clock in the back. I think it's one just so you can see your time, you know, people's times uh, when they're speaking. People are timed. Uh, and, uh, you know, amen, decently and in order. So amen. Now, I was watching as the pastor's speaking, and uh, I look for Jesus in people. I look for the Lord. I listen carefully. I don't rely on some man to teach me or to feed me. I don't go to a church and be like, oh, I need to get fed. No, no, no. I look for Jesus. And I, I personally start praying to the Lord for anybody that's ever speaking about God. I pray to the Lord, and I say, uh, Lord, is what is this person? Up? No, 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 no. I pray to the Lord, and I say, Lord, don't pass me by while you're preaching through that person, whoever it is, Lord. Don't pass me by. I believe you, Jesus. I believe you live in people. I believe you work in people. So please do not pass me by. Speak directly to me, Lord. I know it. I know you're able to do it. I know that you speak to your people. I know, Lord Jesus, that you being lifted up will draw all men to you because you are the most powerful, omnipotent God. You're in all places at all times. You're around all people. You never die. You never fail. You never lie to us. And you love us. He loves us. If you're hearing the sound of my voice, God loves you. Listen, he loves you for real with a healthy love. Not this toxic love or this false love or superficial love or uncomfortable love or awkward love or strange love or none of this garbage because all those things are in fact not love. They're the world. It's the devil in every single one of the things I just listed. But what is true is the love that God has for his people. And he demonstrates that at the cross. And with his loving hand, he guides us and ushers us to also go to the cross. So at this church, I was there looking for Jesus. And uh, I knew that the Man of God speaking, love the Lord. And I was like, okay, well, amen. That, that, this is wonderful, amen. But, you know, uh, his message was dry of the anointing, was not there. And, uh, you know, it just wasn't. He's just going through it. And it was a very impactful, good message. And I watched the clock. And I kept looking back periodically, you know what I mean? And um, once I looked back, and then I saw it, it was once the clock ran out to zero at that very moment. The clock went out to zero and the pastor was getting ready to start dismissing people. Then immediately the anointing of the Lord fell on this pastor. He started preaching the gospel. He started proclaiming the coming of the G of Jesus Christ. He started talking about, you know, the blood and, 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 uh, and lifting. He started preaching and you could see the anointing. And I was like, whoa. Look at this. I see the wind blowing. <laughs> and it was glorious. And I was like, there he is. That's Jesus. That's Jesus right there. But, you know, he waited until uh, the clock was down. So, you know, when service starts ending, people like to leave and they like to go, you know, and they get out halfway. You know, we got stuff to do. <laughs> oh, praise the name of God, for he is good and his mercy endures forever. You better be careful with the stuff you do, folks. You better be diligent that you may be found of him in peace. Don't you leave out that service. 
until the Lord has fixed your face. Until the Lord has fixed your uh, heart. Until he has fixed you. Don't you dare get off that altar until you are free. Because he's waiting there to free us. You understand? He's going to free you. If he makes you free, you are free indeed. And then the Lord just has to work us himself into us through all these circumstances. All right? And he's long-suffering with us, right? And so the, the, we, we, we could get on this path, and if you put one toe out of the line, the Lord could kill you like he did Ananias and Sapphira. He, they immediately fell down dead. Could you imagine if the church was walking in obedience in this way and we weren't so divided with the do different diet? Everybody believes this and believes this and believes this. And instead of calling that person a heretic, you're just like, ah, yeah, it's cool. You know, just want to keep the peace. No, that's not of the Lord, brother, sister. That's not of God. That's not how Jesus is. He doesn't do that. You know, he rebukes you once, twice. Then he shakes the dust off your feet. And then if you start attacking him, then you end up blaspheming against the Lord. And you call, well, you call the work of the Holy Spirit the work of the devil. And that's when the Lord shuts you up and he doesn't let you get saved. Like in John in uh, chapter 8, what he did with the Pharisees. When he flat out told them. He's like, guess what? You are especially of the devil. You're especially of the devil. And I, ain't, I want no part of you. Uh, but I'm not going to read that. But this John, he tells these people, he said, you know, where I go, you cannot come uh, because you're of the devil. Well, I guess I am going to read this. John 8, uh, chapter, I'm sorry, John chapter 8, this is verse uh, <clears throat> 21. Then said Jesus again unto them, I go my way. Uh-oh, 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 here we go. <laughs> <laughs> Hallelujah. Help me, God. Help us all, Lord. May the Lord help us. May the Lord keep us. May the Lord have mercy upon our souls. May the Lord have mercy upon our souls. May we not forget that it is God that works in us both to will and to do of his good pleasure. Amen. Then said Jesus again unto them, I go my way. And ye shall seek me and shall die in your sins. Rather I go, ye cannot come. Now, people who say there is no condemnation to them who are in Christ. Here's Christ sprinkling some condemnation now. He is clearly condemning them. Well, they've condemned themselves, you see. But you're, the heresy will do this to you. False beliefs will do this to you, folks. And just because you don't drop dead now doesn't mean that you're still that you're going to be able to be uh, saved without repenting from these demonic doctrines of devils that basically allow you to fold your hands and let your poverty in Christ just come. You know, it's a gradual process sanctification. And for some of you, it is a gradual process to hell. And so the Lord is trying to save you from that by not letting you go right away, like these Pharisees. Verse 22, then said the Jews, will he kill himself? Because he saith, rither I go, ye cannot come. See, they, don't, they have no idea what Jesus is doing. They don't even know that this God in front of them. They can see, they cannot see the Lord is working. They have no, they are blind. Yes, how can you not see God is uh, working? How? You know, what is it that is clouding your eyesight to where you're not able to see this? It's 
interesting. Then said the Jews, will he kill himself because he saith, whither I go, you cannot come. John 8, 23. And he said unto them, no, folks, he's no, no, they're wrong. You know, is he going to kill? They don't know what he's doing. They have no idea what God's doing. I don't know what you're doing. I don't know. They don't care either. And he said, they just care about themselves. You see, they only care about themselves. They don't say, Lord, this is yours then, Lord. You do it. You know, before I got started with this podcast and technology was working wrong. And in the past, you know, I've kind of started panicking. Oh, uh, Lord, uh, how's this going to work? But no, I'm not. Not at all. I was like, Lord, you either want this or, or, or if, it's, if this if you want this to happen, then let, it's going to work fine. If not, then, uh, you know, amen. That's you. Yeah, I'd already rebuked Satan, so for sure. I was like, this is just the technology messing up. Now, Lord, if, if you want me to do if this, is, if it's of you, it needs to happen. And guess what? Here we are. Hello, folks. Uh, verse 22, then said the Jews, will he kill himself because he saith, whither I go, ye cannot come. You don't ever want the Lord to tell you you can't come. And if he does, then you, you beg. You start begging. Oh, Lord, I know you're merciful, Lord Jesus. I know your mercy's new every morning. Your mercy's new every morning, Lord. I know it. Please, Lord. Please, Lord. Please, Lord. I'm going to come back. I'm going to keep knocking at your door. I'm going to keep asking you, Lord. I'm going to keep asking you, God. Oh, Lord, I'm going to keep asking you. According to your word, I'm going to take this by, by force. I'm a, I need these promises in my life. Lord, I need, your, I need you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Get desperate for the Lord. Are you desperate for the Lord? Do you shut your mouth or do you call out to the Lord? Who cares how it sounds? Call him. He's alive. Don't you believe? Are you even a believer? He's alive. Then said the Jews, will he kill himself because he saith, whither I go, ye cannot come. Verse, but the Jews, they won't do that. You see, they won't call out to the Lord because they're devils. They're not of the Lord. So it's not in them to do that. Okay? They're not of the Lord. That's why they don't do that. They're not of the Lord. And that's not saying a dig at people who are silent in church, folks. That's not clearly what I'm saying. You know, what I'm very clearly saying is that these people who blaspheme the Lord uh, they, you reject, they re they've rejected God, so God rejects them, folks. You know I've been preaching and talking and pointing out the reprobate now for a while, and that's because I believe those who find themselves on a reprobate path can be saved if God, peradventure, will give them grace to repent. God grants repentance, folks, but you have not because you ask not. You ask and receive not because you just want to show other people that you're, you're Christian now. You just want to show off in some weird, strange Gross, fash, I don't even think that's cool. You know what I'm saying? Who wants to be a... The, Y'all are tripping in the church. Where? What is going on in the church? What is going on inside of the church? I'm going to tell you what's, gonna ha what's going on. Judgment, folks. People's false beliefs are manifesting left and right. People are always manifesting in church. You know, just because you don't scream out and, ah, Jesus, thou son of God, uh, it doesn't mean that thou dost not have a devil. You know, uh, the demons, in uh, they, 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 they start tormenting, you know, they torment you and they torment the people around you through you. You got to, you got to get saved, folks. Get saved. Start focusing on yourself so that you can get saved, please. <laughs> Who are you? <laughs> who raised you? <laughs> you 
you know, <laughs> the devil did. And so that's why the Lord wants to, that's why he's got to do so much work on you. And don't get mad. Oh, how dare. Listen, look, look at these Pharisees, folks. This is what happens when you get mad. Then said the Jews, will he kill himself because he saith, brother, I go, you cannot come. Verse 23. And he said unto them, ye are from beneath. I am from above. Ye are of this world. I am not of the world. You see, you're worldly. You guys are worldly and you're from hell. And you're going to hell. You see, watch, he tells them. Verse 24, I said therefore unto you that ye shall die in your sins. For if ye believe not that I am he Ye shall die in your sins. Jesus has to be working in you behind the scenes. And you must need the Holy Spirit to be, and you must fully believe in the operation of God through faith in the operation of God. And you better be willing to put your life on the line for that operation of the Lord. Because he is, the master is calling. He is at work. And it's inwardly. So Jesus says, if ye believe not that I am he, that this scripture is sound, that the doctrine of Jesus is right, Jesus is the word of God, that our opinions must immediately become subject when the scripture is brought up. You do not get an opinion. Well, I just think anytime I hear somebody say that, I immediately know Satan is talking because you don't think when it comes to the scriptures, folks. You do not think. The Bible clearly says that the carnal man, the natural man, receiveth not the things of God. And, and not only that, you can't. See, just like Jesus, you see? You see? Look, look Jesus, just like Jesus told these Pharisees. Uh, verse 25, look at these carnal. They said unto him, Who art thou? And Jesus <laughs> saith unto them, I already told you, but you, but you can't hear it. You can't even listen to my words. You can't because you're not of God. You're from beneath. Hallelujah. Let me keep going. Uh, even the same that I said unto you from the beginning. Verse 26, I saith Jesus. John 8, verse 26. I have many things to say and to judge of you. That's why I'm always judging. And always preaching the judgments of the Lord. Like I've been saying, it's the joy to the just to do judgment, folks. This is what the Lord wants everywhere I go. Because I like to let Jesus live in me all the time. Don't you? Don't you love to seek the Lord and your heart on your secular job? You are looking for and hasting onto the day of the Lord. You are waiting for the door that's going to open up. You're praying that a door would open so that you could speak the gospel to your co-workers. You know, at my last job, I was praying for that. We, you know, we pray, pray for souls to get saved. And, and the Lord opened up a door with, 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 the, with, uh, with my boss. And, uh, you know, I, uh, of course, I walked through it because it was a good door that the Lord opened up. And he had taught me some stuff and... Then I immediately, you know, normally I didn't care for apologetic type things, you know, because I believe the Lord based on the spirit of revelation. 
Now, so I knew the Bible was true from that. But other people, some people don't have that, and they're confused. And this woman was a Catholic, so I got a chance to really tell her, hey, uh, and I got to, to, to explain all these things that the Lord had literally just revealed in uh, that I heard from someone in Scripture the, the, the night before. It was all fresh. And these facts that just got ministered. And I was like, huh, that's a fact. Oh, wow, that's a fact. And I got to pour out some Bible facts. And I've never been good with stuff like that, ever. You know, so the Lord will open doors. He has a purpose for every single position in our lives. But you have to believe that. So when you hear judgments happening, uh, you know, look for Jesus. Verse 26, I have many things to say and to judge of you. But he that sent me is true, and I speak to the world those things which I've heard of him. And, but I'm not going to even bother with you. That, I'm not even going to bother with you. I got, there's so much stuff I could be saying to you, but I'm not even going to bother with you. They understood, oh, here we go, look at these reprobates. Verse 27, they understood not that he spake to them of the Father. They don't even know what, they, they don't even, they, they're not listening to him. You see, they don't listen to the Lord. Verse 27, they understood not that he spake to them of the Father. Verse 28, they don't listen to the Lord. That is huge. These reprobates actually think they're something, they don't listen to God at all. My goodness. And you know them by their fruits. Verse 28. Uh, then said Jesus unto them, Oh, you satanic people. When ye have lifted up the Son of Man, ye shall know that I am he, and that I do nothing of myself, but as the Father hath taught me, I speak these things. Hallelujah. You see, the Lord will teach us. Verse 29. And he sent, and he that sent me is with me. And the Father hath not left me alone, for I do always those things that please him. The Lord wants us here right now. We are not alone. He loves us. God really loves us. He loves us. Hallelujah. <laughs> he loves you. <laughs> this wonderful, mighty, powerful, all-knowing. <laughs> He's our Father. We are not created for this world. He's our Father. He's our Father. <laughs> he is our Father. <laughs> Hallelujah. God is so beautiful. Everything about him is wonderful. How good it is to just sit and bask in things of the Lord. And I got two testimonies for you. They're not super long today, but they're testimonies. I'm going to still play them. So just bear with me. Hang tight. I'm, I'm going to try to play those testimonies and, and keep this a little shorter for some of you because I want to be nice. <laughs> But we'll see if the Lord allows that, all right? Because I know he wants us here in John. So we can look at these people. Because listen, folks, he is always doing the thing. We got to be diligent. We got to be like Jesus. You see where he just says that? He says, for I do always those things that please God. I'll just ask, Father, am I always doing what's pleasing to you? Father, in this moment, is this pleasing to you? 
Ooh, that's a dangerous thing for some of you reprobates because the Holy Spirit will literally, you're not even going to listen to him tell you no. That's why hopefully he'll bring you to my, uh, this podcast so I can uh, help you to see how out of line you are once you lower your giant wall of pride. Do you understand? Once you lower your giant wall of pride to where you can actually start to take in what I'm saying, uh, well, I don't want to take in what you're saying because I just don't. All right. I don't. All right. <laughs> I'm, mm, mm, amen. All right, brother, sister. Okay, verse 30. As he spake these words, many believed on him. Hallelujah. I just, I'm so grateful. I'm so grateful to the Lord Jesus Christ for his long suffering. He is long suffering. He can work through your wall of pride. He can work through it, you big person of Satan. <laughs> Seriously, I just, man, I'm telling you. What is wrong with some people? The world is of the devil, and that's what it is. It's the world is of the devil, and people are of the devil these days. You know what I'm saying? People are of Satan. They have satanic lust that they are walking after. They are adulterers and adulteresses. Know ye not that friendship of the world is the enmity, is enmity with God. Whosoever therefore will be a friend of the world is the enemy. I don't got to keep saying all this stuff because sometimes it's not really a matter of your grand love for the world or the things in the world. Sometimes it's your rejection of the things of God, the Holy Spirit. The world, who loves the world really? I mean, you love it based on the time you're spending and you know, you're, 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 you're obeying the lust of the world. But this world will chew you up and spit you out. This is a dog. Yeah, man, people are sick out here. That's why we have to preach the gospel. That's why you, you hear people of the Lord preaching the judgments of God to the church. Because it's not our place to judge those that are without. You know, uh, I, there's people who I'm talking to today and to them, and I know that they're, they're not of, the, of God. They, they're, you know, I mean, they're not, I'm not going to say they're not of God. They're, they're not saved. They don't have the Spirit of the Lord. They're not confessing Jesus as their Christ. And, you know, they're talking crazy. And what am I doing? I am, a, uh, I'm, 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 I'm there and I'm using wisdom and praying and, uh, and, and participating. And, and, and I'm there because, you know, this is where the Lord wants me. And so, uh, you know, but am I, am I, you know, one of them said something and I laughed and it was funny, but it was a genuine, it was a laugh. I laughed and, and, uh, then immediately that's the, the Lord hit me. He said, not being, you know, this is a joyous, happy, happy, happy thing to them because this person doesn't know joy. They don't have the Lord living in their lives. So don't forget that in fellowship and that these people need God. They need him, so we should really be uh, waiting for that open door. But don't be weird and strange about it. You know, be wise. You know what I'm saying? Be wise. Walk in the joy. Let's see the joy. Are you happy to be saved? Man, are you happy? <laughs> well, you don't sound very happy. Well, that's because you don't listen to the podcast ever. Because if you, if, you, if you did, you would know that it's a joy to the just do judgment. <laughs> Hallelujah to the Lamb of God. Verse 31, then said Jesus unto those which believed on him. You see, because when, when, G, when, when you believe in Jesus, the Lord will talk to you, okay? You, if you, if you, if you, you, have, you must first believe that he is and that he's a rewarder of, of those who do what? <laughs> of those who do what? 
They diligently seek him. Do you hear what the Spirit of the Lord is saying? Folks, do you hear what the Spirit of the Lord is saying unto the churches? Hallelujah. Okay? You be diligent that you may be found of him in peace without spot and blameless. Verse uh, 31 again. Then said Jesus to those Jews which believed on him, if ye continue in my word. Now look at that. He didn't say, look, I, since you, you believe on me, okay? You believe on me, you are once saved, always saved, no matter what. <laughs> oh, Lord, help us. Lord, help us, Father God, to cast down these imaginations and foolish, wicked lies. Wicked Antichrist cursed speech. Help us, Lord, to be, let us be free. Verse 31, then said Jesus, and you be free by uh, repenting of your sins. And then, see, you got to make up your mind in your heart. Oh, you got to cry to the Lord for repentance, folks. You have to cry out in your heart. Uh, that verse 31 again, then said Jesus to those Jews which believed on him, if, 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 you hear, if, folks, if you continue in my word, then are ye my disciples indeed, and we're all, we're disciples, then you're Christians. If, you're only a Christian, if you continue, and not continue by hearing, but continue doing. Amen? <laughs> continue being a doer. Verse 32, and ye shall know intimately Jesus, who is the truth, the word of God. You shall know the truth and the truth, Jesus, this beautiful Father, our loving Lord, our Savior, the Holy Spirit, Jesus, <laughs> the Son. Hallelujah. Because he and the Father are one, member, member, And ye shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. Oh, yes, that is the love of the Lord, to set us free from sin, uh, from sin and Satan. Uh, that's the love of the Lord, is that not? That is the love of the Lord. When you look back and you remember the former days and on your way to hell, when you know the truth, you look back and you realize those those that was that was a miserable time. That was a miserable time. And and you know, the Bible even says that then shall we remember our old ways and 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 and, and that actually we will loathe ourselves. We shall loathe which is which is loathe is like worse than hatred. Loathe is is is, is deep if you loathe something. You know, uh, Ezekiel 36, 31, and don't worry, I'm only reading this. Then shall ye remember your own evil ways and your doings that were not good and shall loathe yourselves in your own sight for your iniquities and for your abominations. Does that mean, oh, now I'm going to get a whip and beat myself or now I'm going to start cutting myself because I hate myself. That's not, you know, you know, you're trying to be God. And so, you know, you're, you're being in control of something. And, you know, you need to get delivered. What, 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 what you're really doing when you do that is you're bloodletting and summoning a demon. You're, con you're conjuring up another, a false idol because you're, you're going you, to sacrifice this dark 
demonic hatred, really what it is, the God of hatred. You hate your life, you hate yourself, and so now you're going to go ahead and start cutting yourself so you can, you know, uh, what it is, the demons that, that, that are taking you over are causing you to bloodlet. They're calling you to, you're, you're, you're offering blood up to those spirits, folks. You're offering blood up, you know, and God will save you from that. But when this is you loathe all of your, your, your own ways, you see, then shall you remember your own evil ways and your own doing. And you're going to hate that old man. You're going to hate the, the lifestyle that you live. You're going to hate when your thoughts puff you up so much that you don't listen to the word of God when it's preached because you're a Pharisee. You know, you, you, don't, you, don't, you, don't, you don't diligently listen to Jesus. You know, you're not, not all day long. You zone out for hours. And then finally remember, oh, oh, well, and then you don't even know what to say. That's why you're awkward with God. You have to not be awkward with God. You have to love the Lord, and which means you intimate with him. You know, you love people when you love, when you love the Lord, he helps you to love people, folks. He helps you to do that. And ye shall know the truth, and the truth shall for sure 100% make you free. Not false doctrine, not once saved, always saved, not, oh, whatever, little lies, or whatever, uh, you know, people want to say is not the Holy Spirit. <sighs> Crazy. You might as well just, I mean, come on. He says, be hot or cold. Either believe every single thing that's in this word is happening in the Lord's time now. God said that, you know, these signs shall follow them that believe. A world without end. Because we're not of the world. You, you person who doesn't believe in the validity of Scripture or the working of the Holy Spirit, how are you going to be saved? You're not. You're like these people here. You don't see that? No, of course not. But I pray in the name of Jesus that a person going through this will hear it and listen for real to what the Lord is trying to say and do and change and you, he loves you. Now, you better listen to him. Don't grieve the Holy Spirit of God with your unbelief. You're a grievous sore on the body. You need to uh, repent and, and get faith. Verse 33, they answered him, we be Abraham's seed and were never in bondage in bondage to any man. How sayest thou, ye shall be made free? Number one, they don't pay attention to anything else he said. They focus on that one little thing that he said that is stirred up in their fleshly minds, right? And so they're wrestling with what he just said to their own destruction, just like they do with the other scriptures. It's happening right there in front of them. You know, Jesus is speaking to them, and they'd rather be hung up on the one thing that they don't even understand, but that they, they can say something. They're waiting for their turn to talk. <laughs> they got something to say. <laughs> so they twisted up with this carnal understanding. Then Jesus in verse 34 says, Jesus answered them, Verily, verily, I say unto you, whosoever committeth sin is the servant of sin. There's a commitment here, folks, that you should pay attention to, all right? Verse 35, And the servant abideth not in the house forever, but the Son abideth forever. 
if the Son therefore shall make you free, you shall, ye shall be free indeed. You know, the Lord loves us, and that's all I'm going to give you. Because, uh, you know, the Lord, <laughs> he is so good. Amen. But he did explain things to people, and he's explaining this to them, you know what I'm saying? But it's for us now because, you know, these are in, they're gone. Verse 37, I know that ye are Abraham's seed in the flesh. I know it. All right. I know the Lord knows everything about us. He already knows. But ye seek to kill me because my word hath no place in you. Oh, help us, Lord. Help every single person right now, God, that is seeking to kill your word in them. That want to silence your word. Mm, help us, Lord. Verse 38 Jesus said his word has no place in these Pharisees because the light, they, but they knew all these scriptures. Yet the breath of God hath not breathed onto them, making them live. You know, because they, they do not have the right heart and that their heart is not for the uh, things of God, the bride, the body of Jesus. We have to walk in love, folks. Real love. Not fake, wishy-washy love. Real. And not touchy-feely. Real. God knows your thoughts. You need to pray that the, the, the thought of your heart may be forgiven. Charity thinketh no evil. You don't allow yourself To think those false things that you don't know nothing about. You don't, you don't do that. Imagining evil all day long in your heart against somebody. It hadn't even happened. And you're feeling emotion behind these wicked imaginations. Oh, wow. <laughs> you're puffed up. Verse 37. You're puffed up and full of lust. That's what that is. The wars and fightings among you. You see, you're puffed up and you are full of lust. That's what that is. It's not of the Lord. Repent quickly, lest the Lord come and remove your candlestick out of the way. And he will, you see, if you don't repent. Verse 37, I know that ye are Abraham's seed, but ye seek to kill me because my word hath no place in you. Jesus knows if you're real or you're fake. And Jesus is not like a man. He is not a liar. Verse 37. I speak that which I have seen of my father. And ye do that which ye have seen of seen with your father. Do you see? <laughs> the Lord is good. And let the, the, the and blessed be the rock of my salvation. And, uh, and blessed be the rock and let the God of my salvation be exalted. <laughs> the God that's in charge of my salvation and your salvation because with our God is salvation. He is the Savior. 
And Jesus, shall he shall save the people from their sins. He is yet saving us. Oh, Lord Jesus, help me, Lord. Verse 38, I speak that which I have seen with my father, and ye do that which ye have seen with your father. The devil, you see. They answered and said unto him, Abraham is our father. Jesus said unto them, <laughs> you see them trying to correct what God is. Mm, they're trying to correct the Lord. <laughs> help us, Lord, help all men everywhere. They answered and said unto him, Abraham is our father. Jesus saith unto them. See, because they're wrong all the time. He's got many things to say to them. Jesus saith unto them, if, if ye were Abraham's children, ye would do the works of Abraham, which is what? Believe. But now, verse 40, ye seek to kill me. You want to stop the preaching. You want to uh, be of the devil. You don't want to listen to the word of God. You seek to kill the life of Christ that's been deposited into you. That you at one time, you know, you were convinced that this was correct. You were at one time were convinced that this was a, the Lord. But now, you foolish Galatian, <laughs> who hath bewitched you that you should not obey the truth. Oh, the Lord is good. But now ye seek to kill me, a man that hath told you the truth which I have heard of God, this did not Abraham. Now I'm going to try and get down on your flesh level and prove to you that you're not of the Lord. You're not right. Verse 41, Ye do the deeds of your father, they said. Then said they to him, We be not born of fornicators. See, because these people are stuck up and self-righteous. Self-righteous. So self-righteous that you don't receive the things of God because you're so pride. This pride, you resist. Because God, God resists the proud. The devil doesn't resist you. He doth not resist you. Uh, but, but, but the Lord does. Verse 41. Ye do the deeds of your father. Then said they to him, We be not born of fornication, we have one father, even God. We're Christian. <laughs> I'm a Christian too. I am a Christian too. I'm a Christian too. I'm a Christian too. <laughs> yeah, all right. Verse 42, Jesus said unto them, If God were your father, ye would love me, for I proceeded forth and came from God. Neither came I of myself, but he sent me. You know, I'm not in this for me. I'm in this because the Lord wants me here. Verse 43, why, you know, the Lord is talking to him. And he just, he starts, why? Why do you not understand my speech? Why do ye not understand my speech? Well, ask yourself, right? Because the Lord, is, the Lord knows and he's going to tell them, but he's going to point something out to you. I'll point this out to you real quick. Let me point, let me ask you this. Why? <laughs> I'm reminded of that. Now, why? Why? Now, why? <laughs> why do you not understand my speech? Why don't you get it? Mm. Ooh. You're careful. Be careful. Why 
Don't you get it? Why do you not understand my speech? Even because you cannot, you, you cannot hear my word. Verse 44, ye are of your father the devil, and the lust of your father will ye do. You understand? You'll do his lust, the lust of your father. You see, because he, the devil, was a murderer from the beginning and abode not in the truth. He didn't make his home in the truth. He didn't stay in the truth. Uh, God is the truth and every man is a liar because there is no truth in him. When he speaketh a lie, he speaketh of his own for he is a liar and the father of it. You, you lie so quick. You're lying. you quick to lie. It flows right out of you, natural. Now, lying is natural to all of us at one point, but then we get saved. Get saved. Get saved. Verse 45. And because I tell you the truth, you believe me not. That's the audacity, is to not believe. Uh, verse 46. Which one, which of you convinceth me of sin? How are you going to, what person can say the word of God is not right? You know, and that's why also the Lord wants our conversation to be not condemn. You, 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 you're not supposed to have things that condemn the good conversation that we have in Christ when you're following him. Uh, which of you convinceth me of sin? And if I tell, and if I say the truth, why do you not believe me? He that is of God heareth God's word. Ye therefore hear them not, because ye are not of God. Bam! Jesus just said they're not of the Lord. Then answered the Jews and said unto him, Say we not what? This is where they blaspheme the Holy Spirit, folks, and that's why we have to be careful, folks. Because when you are uh, in rebellion, right, and you keep having these sins, then what happens is Satan enters you and causes you to betray Jesus. Right? He, he causes you to you, you attack. The spirit of Antichrist is the spirit that denies that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh. And so, he, he that is of God heareth God's word. Ye therefore hear them not, because ye are not of God. Verse 48, then, uh, then answered the Jews and said unto him, Say we not well that thou art a Samaritan. And has a devil. Whew. And then Jesus just, yep, well, verse 49. Jesus answered, I have not a devil, but I honor my father. And you, de and you dishonor me, saith the Lord. Verse 50. And I seek not my own. He's showing you that he's right. Look at him. And I seek not my own glory. There is one that seeketh and judgeth. Verily, verily, I say unto you, if a man keep my saying, he shall never see death. See, now Jesus starts preaching to them and preaching to them and preaching to them and preaching to them. And now he's just like, you know what? Now I'll tear you up. Verse, verse 52, then said the Jews, they're actually arguing with, <laughs> they're actually arguing with Jesus. This is what, what, what can happen if we allow ourselves to be, you know, uh, puffed up. You start arguing back and forth. Arguing. You know, arguing. Uh, then said the Jews unto him, 
Now we know that that now for sure. Now we know. See, Jesus said something crazy and threw him off. There's something that sounds crazy to them because they don't have faith, you see. So when you preach scripture and you're living and looking for the and hasting onto the day of God and you're being diligent, uh, then you talk and people think you say, oh, no, that sounds crazy. Yeah, it's because you're not a Lord. You don't hear the word. Then said the Jews unto him, now we know that thou hast a devil. Abraham is dead and the prophets and thou sayest, if a man keep my saying, he shall never taste death. They thought they were so smart. You're so smart, aren't you? Art thou greater than our father Abraham, which is dead, and the prophets are and the prophets are dead? Whom makest thou thyself? Who do you think you are? <laughs> Who do you think you are? Who's he think he is? Ah, who's this ah, Jesus coming around here? <laughs> it took us 40 years to build this temple. You think you got to destroy it in three days? See? Jesus, uh, verse 54, Jesus answered, If I honor myself, uh, if I honor myself, my honor is nothing. It is my Father that honoreth me, of whom ye say that he is your God. And you say that he's your God, but, my, but God's honoring me. Okay, verse 55. Yet ye have not known him. But he's going to set the record straight. But you don't know him. You see, he that saith I know him and keepeth not his commandments is a liar. Yet ye have not known him, but I know him. And if I should say I know him not, I should be a liar like unto you, you liar. But I know him and keep his sayings. Liar, because you don't. Uh, to Jesus is saying to the Pharisees. That's why he's calling them a liar. They don't keep his sayings. You see, they deviate from him. You deviate from the things of the Lord. Verse 56, Your father Abraham rejoiced to see my day, and he saw it and was glad. The Jew Then said the Jews unto him, Thou art not yet 50 years old. Hast thou seen Abraham? <laughs> see, they're just in the flesh. That's all. They judge by the flesh. All they do is judge by the flesh all day long. They don't judge by the Spirit of God. You know, and when you do that, you're always going to be off. You're going to be deceived or the, or, the de or, 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 or the devil's going to be working in you behind the scenes, folks. Do not, do not judge according to carnal, fleshly judgment. Don't do it. I'm going to finish this up and then we'll get into the testimonies. <clears throat> then said the Jews unto him, Thou art not 50 years old, and how and hast thou seen Abraham? Jesus said unto them, Verily, verily, I say unto you, Before Abraham was, I am. I love our Lord. Our, you know, because he's, he's just good. He's just good. Verse 59, Then they took up stones to cast to him, because they're always throwing stones. And But Jesus hid himself and went out of the temple, going through the midst of them, and so passed by. Oh, Lord, please don't pass me by. <laughs> oh, just call upon the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and he will not pass you by. Call upon the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and you'll be saved. You know, from all of your filthiness, he will save you. Uh, no matter what it is, he'll save you from your filthiness. Uh, just don't reject him because if you reject him, then there's no forgiveness for you on this side of of life and there's no forgiveness for you in the afterlife 
you know, which is the real life. That's where things really happen. So, praise the Lord. We are going to take a break into the testimonies. I got there short, but I don't like having to say that. But, hey amen, they're short testimonies. And um, then when I come back, I might share just one more scripture with you. And, you know, to ease things a bit. All right, folks? And this is, uh, you know, within my... You know the 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 uh, the, the I'm, I can do I can do this. You know, uh, so to ease things a bit, I we may may not get into the Book of James. Amen. I'm going to share scripture. So when I come back, and then we'll do James, uh, or, or then we may not get into James, and I, I might just call it a day because these scriptures are beautiful, and uh, these testimonies are these testimonies I'm about to share are very 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 uplifting, and hopefully you have been uplifted right? <laughs> you get uplifted. You know what I'm saying? I get uplifted when the Lord speaks to me, when the Lord puts me at ease. That's what he does. He will always put you at ease. The wisdom from above is first pure. That correction is pure, straightforward. He's straightforward. Do you understand? He didn't speak. Uh, he, he's going he's gonna to be nice and clear. He's going to be nice and clear with you. And well, oh, he speaks in parables. We have the Holy Spirit. She'll understand. God is going to make himself understood. God is light. So he's going to be clear with you. And he's not the devil, folks. God is not the devil. There's a reason for our love for him. It's because he loved us. So there's a reason for all of this. You know, but, but you have to get on the cross so you can listen to this message. Amen? Hallelujah. So uh, let's go ahead and... Uh, I hope you enjoy these testimonies. And I don't know about you, but I'm not going to let church turn out before I get my testimony in. And since I got the chance right now, you know what I'm going to do? I'll testify for Jesus. sinner saved by grace and this is my testimony about what God can do it's not about me it's about him amen amen so and live in color in this world living color I see mostly shades of gray every now and then I see a vast array a rainbow God's promise it makes me happy but don't make me gay if that last line went over your head and that's okay now this young boy gets paid green but I used to get blue when I don't get my way People like the front, like I always had made. If they only knew the hands I was dealt and the cards I played. 20 plus years of trials and tribulations, a great man's made. I admit my life is shady, but now I'm in the light because I worked hard to step out the shade. Instead of getting red in a fit of rage, this time I'll show you my true colors written on the page. All right, praise the Lord. How old are you? 28. 28, and how long have you been walking with God? 
since I was 21 or 22, but walking in obedience this past few months. What's that mean, walking in obedience? Actually committing to discipleship, not just striving to be a servant of God, but actually living it out through fasting and prayer and obedience and love. Not just worldly love, just uh, unconditional love and praying for my enemies, those who used and abused me in the past. And I have to forgive them the way God tells us to forgive people of our trespassions, like the ways he forgave mine and others. That's true unconditional love only God can show people. It ain't me, it's him through me. Okay, why don't you tell me who is God to you? He's the comforter I need in my times of despair. He's the only entity or person or whatever you want calm that's been there since day one who hasn't given up on me or won't, won't give up on me and he's the only one that takes the time to explain things to me he don't rush me he's omniscient omnipresent and he knows where i'm at he knows where my heart's at amen well praise the lord brothers Thank anything you, you want to say to anybody out there who doesn't know jesus or um he loves you you might not see his face but he's there for you just seeking you shall find and God is love, and love conquers all. Amen. 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 Hi, my name is Devin. Um, I'm a I'm a servant for the Lord Jesus Christ. I've been I've been walking with uh, in obedience for the past couple months as well. And uh, how old are you? I'm 19 years old. 19 years old. Okay, yeah. go ahead and tell me how you came to Jesus. Well, I was always born in the faith. My my, my mom, she was a devout Christian. And born in the faith here? Yes, I was born in the faith in Africa, actually. Uh, we moved a couple years ago. But as we grew up, I never really had a relationship with Christ. I've always thought of it as a, as an act-based faith where... I can do what I what I can. That's based on my salvation, kind of like how, you know, uh, kind of how it's built, like in Islam. Like you know, you just it's everything is work work based. So I never really had a relationship with Christ. So once I came to America and I seen how people are like, just dead spiritually, I knew that God put me here for a reason. And even though I went through a season of depression, and I didn't know why God get, brought us to this land, you know, where in my head, I thought we had everything over there. We might not have been rich or we might have been poor, but, you know, God brought us here. And, you know, we're still poor, though. But I know God brought us for a reason. And I know it's something deeper than just making money or being successful in America. And it's, you know, he's bringing me out of my comfort zone. And I feel like he has a purpose for me greater than I can understand right now. That's right. And so, uh, are you? Are you? How, how are you seeking that purpose? How do you seek out the purpose of God for your life? I've been reading my Bible more because I think the Bible. Um, in the past, the Bible was a book. It was just a fairy tale to me. I never really understood that there was power in these messages, and I never really, really understood the the spiritual realm at all. I just thought it was just uh, like a like just I don't know something that's not really necessary. Whenever I was in church and seeing people like praise the Lord and being free, I, I always looked at them like they were crazy. Like I didn't really understand the power of like of the Holy Spirit. So yeah, so during my season of depression, I was just looking for you know things that could that I would be you know 
satisfied in and none of them worked honestly and I wanted to give Jesus a, a try and I knew that I, I kept telling myself oh you gave Jesus a try you grew up in the faith what had he done for you but I knew I haven't really sicked him I was, I was living lukewarm and I wanted to get I wanted to look I wanted to search Christ for all my heart all my soul and give him everything and follow what his word does and see the outcome Amen, amen. And yeah. so, since you've been following God, how does that make you feel? What do you What do you think about it? I feel like be I've been really like wasted a lot of my years. Honestly, I feel like um, in everything else, there's always a limit to the to the knowledge or to what you may gain. Both the Lord Jesus, you know, it's like something that you can. You can just keep on finding, keep on finding, keep on finding. Like it's not gonna run out. Like Jesus even says, like uh, whoever drinks from His cup will, will never thirst again. And you know that's really what I want because I just my whole life I was a people's pleaser and I always used to hang out with the wrong crowd. But I choose Jesus because He said He's enough, and I want to. I want to. I, I know that He's enough for me. Hey, man, Landon, I know you just said he's enough for you, but why don't you tell me, who is God to you? To me, God, I would say, in one word, I would say, it's hard to describe him, but the best way I can describe him is hope. Because back in, back when I grew up in Africa, we were like kind of outcasts. We were like the, the lowest of the low, you know, no hope. Everybody looked at us with like no hope because we were immigrants even back then. And... Uh, I didn't even see myself going to school or anything. Um, yeah, just seeing my mom prayed every day, every night. It's just, I, sometimes I had anger because I, because my mom was a super prayer warrior and our situation just never changed. But when God blessed us coming here, I saw it as a, as a, as a downside because I was so depressed. I was like, oh, I miss my old life. I miss this, I miss that. But I didn't see the blessing. So God, for me, God is hope. God is hope. And hope maketh not ashamed. <laughs> Amen. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. All right, praise the Lord, praise the Lord. You know, you got to look for Jesus and people, and then you have to help them to be of the Lord. You see, you got to feed the sheep. The Lord wants us to feed the sheep, you know. Uh, the Lord wants us to do the work of the Lord, which is getting out there to witness and testify so that people can know Jesus. That is the goal, folks. You want people to know Jesus, people to have a relationship with Jesus for no other reason, just that, you know, so that they can know the love of the Lord. Now, uh, I wanted to read this earlier. Cursed is the man that trusts in men. Uh, verse Jeremiah chapter 17, and I'm going to read a few from here, and then I'm going to Go look at another scripture and then, um, amen. Now, uh, verse Jeremiah chapter 17, verse 5. <laughs> thank you, Father God. And let me pray. Father, I just thank and praise your wonderful, magnificent name. You are good, Lord, and your mercies from everlasting to everlasting, Lord. Bless us, Father God. Oh, Lord Jesus, 
Let us be clean, Father, by the words, Lord Jesus, that you speak to us, Lord God, in our private time. Lord, the words that you've spoken through me on this podcast, Lord Jesus. This is your show, Lord Jesus. This is your podcast. It belongs to you. (laughs) And I just bless you. I praise you and thank you, Lord God, for everything that you're doing, Lord God, in all of our lives behind the scene. Father, allow us to truly be open to you, Lord God, and allow this time, Father God, this time, Lord Jesus, allow us to be uh, strengthened and encouraged during this time, Lord God, so that you'll pour out your anointing on us, Lord Jesus, so that we can make it through and continue all in your word, Father, for you are the Savior, Lord. You are the Savior of all men, Lord God. You are the only one and there is no place else we should go and i thank you jesus help your people lord jesus cover us all in your blood father at this moment let every one of us be covered in your precious blood lord jesus bless your name jesus it is good to bless your name father i thank you amen verse uh seven blessed is the man that trusteth in the Lord. Oh, that, that was highlighted, so we're going to verse 5. Thus saith the Lord. Thus saith the Lord. This is directly from the Lord God himself. This is the Lord. Thus saith the Lord. Cursed be the man that trusteth in men and maketh flesh his arm and whose heart departeth from uh the Lord, you know, and I'm going to tell you, trusting in men. When we, If you start trusting in men, then God will reveal that to you. You understand? Our, our Father's so diligent and so careful. Uh, now, there's a quote from David Wilkerson, uh, and I'm going to quote it because uh, a, a wonderful pastor, preacher, uh, that has ministered several things. Uh, he, I, I, he, he shared it on his Facebook, and I'm going to share it now. Uh, it's a quote by David Wilkerson. It says, how can, a, uh, how can you know when you are trusting in man rather than God? If you fall apart when someone lets you down, or if the actions of others affect your walk with God, then you know you are leaning on the arm of God flesh. Wow. So my mother actually rebuked me uh, the other day. And, you know, I've shared the rebukes I get from God. I shared them. You know, the Lord had me do that in the very, very, when he first revealed himself to me. And when God revealed himself to me, you know, I was just a zealous person. You know, I was never in any form of ministry uh, with any established group uh, or church. I wasn't in a ministry with you know, at, at, at a minister or at a place of leadership at a church. Are you kidding me? But I was a zealous believer. And I did not let that stop me from running, running fast for God, seeking for God. But, you know, I was young. I was a novice. And I hadn't experienced much of anything in life. And then, you know, the Lord, um, I walked away from the Lord. And when I walked away from the Lord, uh, then g- all manner of everything happened unto me. But, you know, I, I, I truly believe that what I had in those days was just a revelation. I had a great revelation of who God was. But I didn't believe at that time that the love of God was a thing. I didn't really believe that God loved me. 
You know what I'm saying? I didn't believe that. Back in those days, I just believed I, I, I had a revelation of God's presence. And so when God revealed his presence, he revealed to me the reality of heaven and hell. And so I was a hellfire and brimstone where, you know, I'm, I kind of, you know, I was a little insane in a sense because I, I was, I was running around and I'm just, Oh, the Lord is, Oh, hell and all oh, this, but I did not know the love of God. And the good thing, the goodness of God was that he put, I had people who were my age, they were my friends and they all, you know, preached <laughs> and they, they all just loved me. They kept trying to love me and 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 love me. And they just showed me uh, love. And, you know, sometimes I'd correct them because I wasn't into it. I was, I thought, you know, I was young. And so I thought that it was the Lord loved you enough to die from you, but that was it and nothing else. I, I think I thought that the love of God was just Jesus on the cross. I didn't necessarily know that God actually did have this deep, wonderful care of us. You know, I just didn't know that. And I, you know, and so churches were preaching about prosperity in those days. And so, <laughs> woo, I've never believed that garbage. And, and so once I, once I, you know, I would go into a church and hear that, I would have to uh, stand up and say something. And so, uh, because the Lord would, he would have, he, the spirit of the Lord would, would have me do that. I would, I knew I had to do that. And so, uh, then it would, it would totally just, you know, sh man, it was just people reject me. And it was always, uh, the leadership is really only a few places, but the leadership was not having it. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I praise and thank the Lord for those people and, um, you know, I praise and thank the Lord for that time in my life because I do, I do genuinely believe that God in his long suffering used all of these things to bring me to the place where I am at now, which is a place of genuine salvation, genuine freedom. You know, this is, this is God's love on us is that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for the ungodly and he made a way for us. So that we, but that, but we only get there by trusting in him. Because my point is, if, if left to what men see when they look at me or in those days, especially, you know, then I would never have even come close to salvation, you know, never, ever, ever, ever. And you know what? They, I believe in those days because God really did. I had supernatural experiences and that was really the meat of my substance with God was a supernatural experience. But if you want to be real honest, you know, when I was a child, I was preaching. And I don't even remember these things. But when I was a young baby, I, a young boy, I, I preached and preached and preached and preached. And my mother was not saved in church and growing up and, and doing all this and, and raised up. No, 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 folks. Not the case. So the Lord calls us and he touches us and he has his way with us. We ought to let him and not hinder it because man will hinder you if you let them. They'll hinder you. And you can't let that happen or you'll be cursed. Verse 5, thus saith the Lord, curse be the man that trusts in men and maketh flesh his arm, and whose heart departeth from the Lord. Because the Lord is the one who loves us. The Lord is the one who calls us into this ministry. The Lord is the one who approves us. It is the Lord that does this work, and it is marvelous in our eyes. And every man better take heed how you build.
And you better be careful of who you try to destroy or stop or discourage. Fathers, provoke not your sons to anger lest they be discouraged. You got to be careful what you do inside of the body of Christ. Folks, it is with the utmost carefulness that I preach and I share these messages as, as, many, as many as the Lord my God will allow. As many times, for as long as this, my great Lord Jesus Christ, this wonderful King, beautiful Savior, my Master, my Maker, my Healer, the one who hath forgiven me of all my iniquities, the one who has lifted me up from the dust. The one who has called me. The one who's calling you. Our Lord. This is who we're waiting on. We can hope in Him. But don't you ever let somebody trick you out of being saved. Don't you let somebody take away your crown. Don't you let someone beguile you of your reward just because they treated you or mistreated you a certain way. Do not do it. Don't do it. The Lord loves you too much. So seek Him. Take their mess patiently. Take it patiently. Oh, if you suffer for wrongdoing, take it patiently. Take it patiently. This is thankworthy. God can use that. He can use their misjudgment. He can use it. Just like the Lord used it in talking to the Pharisees in John 8. He'll use it. May they be saved and you. Because the long suffering, the Lord doesn't want any of, any of us to perish. But some of them won't be saved because some of them are reprobate and they'll reject him. They won't submit to this process. They'll reject him. You can't think you're going to be all right if that happens. There he goes yelling at people again. I'm sorry, y'all. I don't mean to use my yelling voice. But, you know, I just feel an unction of the Lord that he is displeased with such a thing. Amen? <laughs> Get saved! <laughs> Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. His mercy is available. Don't you want it? Verse 5. Thus saith the Lord. Cursed be the man that lets your uh, church hurt stop you from seeking the Lord. And I was going to share that. My mother rebuked me the other day because I was listening, you know, to some stuff that wasn't of the Lord. And I was feeling just all kind of disappointments because I was thinking, oh, man. And I'm just I, I, was, I was thinking on it. OK, I was thinking on it. And I was just like, oh, and she was like, "Uh, uh wait a minute. You're going a little too far into this here. You're getting per you you you. She's like you. You're going too into this because why aren't you praising the Lord? And you know when you're dealing with all kind of stresses. Elias was a man who was subject to like passions as her way, <laughs> but I wasn't. She was right. I suddenly listened to myself and I thought, Wow, I'm I'm not ready to jump burst into praise right now. And I was like, Uh oh, uh oh, uh oh, uh oh, uh oh, uh oh. So I immediately stopped that train up and i started looking for the glory of the lord in the situation and once i did bam joy <laughs> yes the joy of the lord is our strength aren't you glad that jesus saved you aren't you glad that jesus made a way 
Aren't you glad that none of us should be moved by any of these tribulations or afflictions, but that we should understand that with it's through much tribulation that we will actually enter into the kingdom of heaven? And the Bible says, rejoice for as much as we are partakers of Christ's sufferings. Count it all joy when you fall into diverse temptations. This is an opportunity for the Lord to move. Verse 5, and you know what? We did cross that two-hour mark, but try not to be so weak in the faith. Amen? One day this will be the only thing we can do all day long is listen to preaching and then preach and then edify, reprove, rebuke with all long-suffering and doctrine. All day long, talk about the things of God. My turn, your turn, their turn, his turn, our turn. Now let's sing. Let's rejoice. Are you tired? <laughs> Clap your hands. <laughs> yes. Because we're going to, this is for real. Hey man, this is for real. You talk about him all day. <laughs> Hallelujah. As we should. Praise the Lord, because he is he's wonderful. You know, you, if the Lord, the Lord has forgiven you of your sins, and, and, and you have to be joyful in that alone. It's enough. It is enough. Amen. It is enough. Bad times will come. Trials will come. Rejection. Humiliation. All kind of stuff that Men do when you trust them. But, but think about Jesus. Remember Jesus, who for the joy, who for the joy, who for the joy, who for the joy that was before him endured the cross. Ooh, he despised the shame. He's the Lord, strong and mighty. He is the Lord, mighty in battle. <laughs> yes! We've got a king. we got a king. He is worthy. <laughs> he is worthy. Hallelujah! Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Yeah. I, uh, you know, this is the equivalent of a praise break. Amen, church folk? <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. Yes to the Lord. For he is good. He is alive right now. Jesus is alive. And he's done some special things for us. Oh, he's done special things. He is a great, 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 awesome God. He is almighty. He is the everlasting Father. He is the Prince of Peace. He is the Alpha and the Omega. Oh, he's the first and the last. He's the bright and morning star. He is the Lamb of God who takes the sin of the world. There is reason to be joyful at all times. He is good. He's our helper. He's our counselor. He is our wisdom. <laughs> yes. Hallelujah. He is our righteousness. Yes, thank you, Lord God, for what you've done. And so thus saith the Lord, Cursed be the man that trusts in men, in making flesh his arm, 
the, the, we have to lean on the Lord. He is the arm. He's the power. Christ is the power of God. He's the wisdom of God. And whose heart departeth from the Lord? Oh, don't let your heart depart from the joy. I saw something that said, preach the gospel to your emotions. Preach the gospel to your emotions. My lovely fiance just sent me a message. She's, at, she's praying. And she said, you know, whoo, hallelujah, she's on fire. She, she went to go pray, going through some distresses, and she went to go pray, and she wouldn't mind me sharing this at all. And she went to go pray, going through some distresses, and what did she do? Hallelujah. She got in touch with the Lord. And so she sent a message, and said, she's saying, you, she was like, you know, I didn't know that I needed to preach to myself, but I just did. And woohoo! Hallelujah. <laughs> she was like, it was what I needed. Now, she doesn't sound like me at all. <laughs> but, you know, the joy. It was the joy of the Lord. And she preached to herself. Folks, you know... My job, uh-oh, I'm going to just, you know, teeter on this for a minute. But if you are if you are married or you are planning to be married, guess what, folks? I was not planning to be married. I thought that I was going to be single, and I was very ready to be single. I thought that by being single, um, you know, I am uh, really just seeking the Lord. And uh, by being single, I'd be able to spend all my time seeking the Lord and uh, I'd be able to go home to, you know, uh, <clears throat> Jesus and study and I'd be able to tend on the things of the Lord constantly without any type of distraction. Uh, I wouldn't have, I could go to, not just about traveling to some other country, but it's constantly. I'd, when, when, you, when you are single, you have the freedom to genuinely focus so heavily on the things of God. And actually the Bible tells you that if you're not bound to a wife, you should not seek a wife. And if you're uh, loose from a, uh, 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 if you're not bound to a wife, then don't seek a wife. If you're, if you're, if you're, if you are bound to a wife, then don't seek to be loosed from your wife, right? Don't try to get a divorce or, you know, make up reasons why you can't be together. I actually knew a man once uh, and his wife had cheated on him. Right. She cheated on him, but he was still with her. Uh, and, you know, whatever. My, here's what I'm going to say, because so I'm going to say I just want to highlight what he said to me. He said, you know, he said people would expect me to uh, d divorce my wife because she cheated on me. And but his wife was, you know, she was out and, you know, she was all over doing all kind of stuff. And so uh, but he's following her around. These two people were homeless at the time, and so uh, he fo followed her even on the streets, you know, uh, and where I was living, you were able to be actually, you could be homeless out in some places. Being homeless is okay because the weather's warm and, you know, uh, you can get meals and they got all kind of services, so just chill. They were showered and, you know, scheming. My point is, he was saying, you know, his wife was the one that was falling. He was basically out with her. Now, I just want to point out what he said. He just said, you know, I made a commitment to the Lord. He said, I know people say I should leave her, but this is my wife. I made a commitment to the Lord. And, uh, you know, I thought that was absolutely beautiful. Now, uh, the Bible says you can put your, get a divorce for, for fornication. Get out. Do it. Or you can forgive them, you know, uh, for adultery. I don't want to ever step into those waters personally. I never want to ever 
uh, and I pray in the name of Jesus Christ that, uh, you know, the way to not ever have that happen uh, is not to be controlling or not to try to regulate another person, but I believe the husband's job, my point is the husband's job, you don't have to be married to minister of married people. Jesus wasn't married, folks, neither was Paul. And uh, he, you know, the Lord used him to help write the books. My point is the, the husband is not to lord over the wife as though he himself is something. You do not lord over God's flock, folks. You don't ever lord over the flock of the Lord, uh, the, the flock of God. You don't do that. But the husband ought to always assist in making sure the wife is in full submission to Christ. And the wife being in submission to Christ will then be in submission to her earthly husband. Because, hus because wives, you are to obey your husbands in all things. And husbands, you are to love your wife as Christ loved the church and gave himself for the church. Now, you know what? Amen. This is what the Lord wants me to be talking about. So it looks like we're not having a shorter podcast, but I will not get into the book of James tonight. I will say that. Um, but anyways, so, you know, uh, so it's so if we are the bride of Jesus ourselves, basically, so when you're single and you see when it's husbands love your wives, don't skip that. You know, wives obey your husbands. Don't skip that. You're the body of Jesus. You're Jesus's wife. You're the bride, you know. And so uh, remember, the Lord is not coming back for a filthy bride. Hallelujah. <laughs> he died for us. He did whatever it took. He paid the price so that we could be close to God. And that's what a husband of earth has to do. You don't pay the price to please your wife all the time. You got to, well, I got to please my wife. Why? Especially uh, if she's carnal. Or if she's of the devil, you don't want to do that. You know, you're not supposed to be unequally yoked. You're going to have trouble in the flesh. But you know, your, your wives are to be in subjection to the Lord in you. Amen. Your wives need to be in full submission to the Lord in you. And they're so, 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 that, it, so that they can be your help. But you know, uh, amen. Uh, I got some lessons to learn and I'm happy to learn them from the Lord as he teaches. Amen. As he always does, he's a great teacher, and he loves us. And the Lord, you know, he's he's not he's not uh, his commandments are not grievous. He's not going to come over to us, and the Lord's not out to get us, okay? Or the Lord's not rooting for us to fail. You know that much. The Lord doesn't root for you to fail, <laughs> man. Stinking weasels! I'm just, woo! My goodness. That's why you're cursed if you trust in man, because man will definitely be rooting for you to fail. Even if they don't say it outwardly, inwardly, they'll be wishing for you to not do well. You know what I'm saying? For all kind of roots of bitterness, jealousy, all kind of stuff where they measure themselves and compare themselves by themselves because they themselves are not wise. And you don't want to be like that. And I'm always giving out examples of what not to be because the Lord is good. And his mercy endures forever. It's available to everybody. You can have some if you want. Come get the mercy of the Lord Jesus Christ. All you got to do is call upon the Lord and you'll be saved. And as a matter of fact, I'm going to play that song at the end of this, Call Upon the Name of the Lord by Coffee Anderson. All right, let's keep going. Thus saith the Lord, 
Cursed be the man that trusts in men, and maketh flesh his arm, and whose heart departeth from the Lord. For he, that person, shall be like the heath in the desert, and shall not see when good cometh. Folks, when the Messiah came, the Jews couldn't see it. They're blind. And so you won't be able to see the hand of the Lord in the situation at all, because you're trusted in the man. And so when things go wrong, you cave and you faint in the day of adversity, because your strength is small and you're trusting in men. And uh, you can't see God at all. Now, that's not to say you won't be discouraged or have moments where you are, you know, struggling or going back and forth and doubt for moments. But, you know what I'm saying? Your house is built upon the rock. It will stand because it is founded upon the rock. And Jesus is the rock. That's who he is. Upon Jesus will the church be built and the gates of hell shall not prevail against the church of God. Amen. Uh, verse 6, For he shall be like the heath in the desert and shall not see when good cometh, but shall inhabit the parched places of the wilderness. You'll be wandering in the wilderness. And it's so, uh, you'll be dry. Dry! <laughs> You're dry! You know, and not inhabited. The Lord will not be in you. Who? The anointing from God, which we receive, will not be in you. And if that anointing is not in you on the day of the Lord, you're not going to be saved. You're going to be damned, folks. You're going to be dry, sitting in a dry desert place. And then you'll be in hell and you'll be burning in the lake of fire for eternity because you did not believe the word of God. Get your life together, you fool, was what the Lord will say. Thou fool, this night. Thy soul shall be required of thee. Don't you know this is the truth of the gospel? You better believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. And you better trust that he's going to execute his word. Because it's real, folks. It's not a joke. Hallelujah. Verse 7. Blessed is the man that trusteth in the Lord. The one who is trusting in the Lord. This is his firm foundation. He is trusting in the sound validity, the straightness of the scriptures that are revealed by the power of God, the spirit of God that speaketh life over you. It is the spirit of God that quickeneth. Your idiotic flesh profits nothing. Your flesh understanding profits nothing. What you think You've accomplished in the flesh, profits you nothing. And I'm trying to make you understand that. I want to call you a weirdo, you strange fruit. What fire is this? What are you thinking? You're, you must not be. So, you know, the Lord will forgive you if you just get, uh, what is wrong with you? You know what I mean? I'm 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 trying uh to just whoever this is out there, you are irritating to the Lord. I'm telling you. You're grieving the Lord with your unbelief in his ways. You've not you do always err in your heart and you've not known his ways. I'm telling you, the Lord will kill you're gonna you are going to hell if you don't repent, folks who don't believe. You don't believe scripture, you're crazy. You're a psychopath. 
You get saved, you narcissist. Get saved. The Lord is having me tell you this like this. So you can get saved. Because he loves you. That's how he, he's a lover. <laughs> he is love. You know what I'm saying? Hallelujah. So blessed is the man that trusteth in the Lord and whose hope the Lord is. Why? Why? Because. Hallelujah. For he, the one that trusts in the Lord. You understand me, folks? Can you hear what the Spirit of the Lord is saying? For he shall be as a tree planted by the waters and that spreadeth out, spreadeth out her roots by the river and shall not see when heat cometh, but her leaf shall be green and shall not be careful in the year of drought, neither shall cease from yielding fruit. Folks, that's what it looks like when you're of the Lord, right? Always abounding in the things of God, always growing, always prospering in Jesus, which doesn't have anything to do with your stinking house or your stinking riches or your filthy flesh of your money. Thy money perish with thee. You know, ain't got nothing to do with your worldly possession, folks. It's about Jesus and the Lord, the anointing, the Spirit of God. And not an anointing that you can have an anointing. So you can say, I'm anointed. Look at me. I've got an anointing. <laughs> it's the Lord's gift if he gives you anything. And more importantly, it's, you know, it's for the purpose of Jesus. He's got a purpose for it. So just chill. Now, Verse 9, I love this, shall not cease from yielding fruit, all right? So don't be worried about money and don't be worried about this. I know, easier said than done, but let me tell you something, folks. My goodness, the Lord has put me through the ringer on this. <laughs> and uh, don't, be, don't be worried about money. He'll do it. Or, you know what? You can starve to death and die like Lazarus, and at least you'll be in the bosom of Father because you died in faith. Do you understand? You ready to die? For the Lord, because he says, don't worry. Now, he also says, if you don't work, you don't eat. But don't be sitting here trying to get wealth and and and, and be rich and blah, blah, blah. And, oh, I'm going to do this and I'm going to focus on this because I love the Lord. Or I love the things of the world, so I'm not going to seek the things of heaven. You know what I'm saying? If ye then be risen with Christ, you're supposed to seek those things which are above where Christ sitteth on the right hand of God. Set your affections on things above, not on things on this earth. There it is. Set your affection on things above, not on things on this earth. I talk to you like that. Set your affection on things above, <laughs> not on things on the earth. Don't be a, don't set your affections on things on this earth because it's going to burn up with fire. The very elements will melt with a fervent heat. What a message. Lord Jesus is good. Did he just get handed up? No, I commended the Lord. Do you understand? The Lord is consistent throughout the word. He never contradicts himself. He is God. Now, verse 9, the heart of man, the heart of a man is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who can know it? Who can know it? How look it's so wicked. God knows my heart. Yes, he does. It's wicked. He hates your wicked heart and he'll get you, you need to get saved. He hates, yes, he hates uh, the proud look. You know, these, these things are an abomination to the Lord. Now listen, verse 10. I, the Lord, search the heart. Why? Because he's good. You understand? He's good. I search the heart. I try the reins, even to give every man according to his ways and according to the fruit of his doings. 
all right? Now, I'm going to stop there and run over here to Ezekiel chapter 36, okay? And I just want you to, because the Lord, he's our doctor. He's our healer, okay? I just, the Lord loves you. And he really wants you to be straight and narrow and sound in the faith and operating in the gifts and preaching and admonishing and, you know, praising and and uh, seeking him with all the heart, soul, mind, and strength. And genuinely loving and participating. And satisfied in him. Ezekiel chapter 36, verse 25. Then will I sprinkle clean water upon you, and you shall, ye shall be clean. From all your filthiness and from all your idols will I cleanse you. This is what's happening inwardly, folks. This is salvation. This is what God is doing. And it's marvelous. A new heart also will I give you, and a new spirit will I put within you. Well, cry out to the Lord so you can get a new spirit and a new heart. And I will take away the stony heart out of your flesh and will give you a heart of flesh. Not a heart that walks after fleshly things, all right? but a heart that's opposite of stone, okay? Uh, and I will put, here it is, verse 27, and I will put my spirit within you and cause you to walk in my statutes and ye shall keep my judgments and do them, okay? The Lord will do this. The Lord will do this. This is his promise. And ye shall dwell in the land that I gave to your fathers and ye shall be my people, and I will be your God. I will also save you from all your uncleanness, okay? And I will call for the corn and will increase it and will lay no famine upon you if you let the Lord work in you. All right? He does it all, folks. We don't do anything. But let him work in us. And, of course, if that's happening, then the Lord is not lazy, okay? Do you hear me? He's not lazy. He's diligent. He's always, always abounding in his work. Jesus did always those things to please the Father. I mean, get, get with it. Verse uh, 31. Then ye shall remember your own evil ways and your doings that were not good and shall loathe yourselves in your own sight for your iniquities and for your abominations, right? It doesn't mean you're going to start hurting yourself, but you're going to be like, man, man, I don't ever want to be like that again. I don't ever want to be that way again. Not for your sakes. And he's not doing that for you. So you can start feeling like you're self-righteous and you're something. I don't want to be that way. <laughs> you've forgotten that you've been purged from your old sins. All right. Not for your sakes. Do I this, saith the Lord, be it known unto you. Be ashamed and be confounded for your own ways and just shut up. O ye house of Israel, thus saith the Lord God, in that day that I shall have cleansed you from all your inequities, I will also cause you to dwell in the cities, and the waste shall be rebuilt. Our God is a God of restoration. He is the Lord that healeth us, and he will heal us. Save us, O Lord, and we shall be saved. Heal us. O oh Lord, and we shall be healed. Folks, I just want you to be encouraged that God is close to us. 
you call upon the name of the Lord, no matter what is going on, you will most definitely be saved. And you may not be saved in the way that you think you should be saved. But if you focus on what God is doing on the inside and you focus on how wonderful it is to know that your name is in the book of uh, life and you'll be in heaven with Jesus as soon as this is all over and you really let your faith be built up and strong in this, then you will have peace. You will have peace that passes all understanding. You will have comfort in all your tribulations. You will have hope. When the world says there is no hope, you will have hope. You will have an anchor of your soul that is steadfast and sure. He's unmovable. If God be for you, who dares be against you? And beloved, listen, God is for you. May the Lord bless you. May the Lord keep you. May the Lord strengthen you. May the Lord edify you. May the Lord teach you. May the Lord make his lovely face and beautiful light to shine upon you and bless you and keep you safe as you sleep. Let you wake up rested um, whenever you sleep and whenever you wake up and let you be strengthened with all might in the inner man by his spirit. In the name of Jesus Christ, in the nombre de Jesucristo, amen. Praise the Lord. God bless you. I read this letter. Dear mm -hmm. Christ. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Forgiveness flows from the rivers of your grace. Your mercy draws me to my knees to pray. I'm broken, but you wash my sins away. And inside I can hear your spirit say That I should call on the name of the Lord That I should call on the name of the Lord Something inside me is saying Call on the name of the Lord And He See, my best friend Alex invited me to go to church And I had this summer job back then, but I ain't have to work So I'm standing in the pews with this hymnal in my hand Singing the old rugged cross and on a solid rock I stand I ain't been to church in a while, maybe since last Christmas Or maybe last Easter, it's like some family tradition But I never heard your voice before My mom and dad, they went to war Ended up in a divorce, and I don't know if I can trust no more Pastor reads the Bible after some songs and starts praying But I'm catching on to every single word that he's saying I'm barely in my teens and I'm a basket case of stress Peer pressure, sex and drug, I swear this life's a mess Hit me! Forgiveness flows from the rivers of your grace Your mercy draws me to my knees to pray I'm broken but you wash my sins away And inside I can hear your spirit say That I should cry
musicians that I met, they got their nose in the air And nobody cares what you know until they know that you care They spend a lot of their time talking about this hell place But Alex talks about Jesus with a smile on her face She knows about my dad leaving and about my mom drinking My little brother's autism and how my grades have been slipping As the sermon comes to an end, I sit back and I think About all the things that I've been through and how Jesus died for me This is a moment right now, right now to take a stand As the pastor says to close your eyes and please bow your head He said raise up your hand if the Lord you want to receive And with tears in my eyes I raise up my right sleeve And I walk towards the altar, pastor meets me halfway He wraps me up in his arms and says son you'll be okay And I accept and I believe and I confess Jesus love And I know I felt the smile shine down from above So I stand here changed and I'm changed here by you And I'm handing you my life and you can do whatever you want to do Life will never be perfect but God will never hurt me I pray the sinner's prayer and I swear the Lord you heard me Give this flaw from the rivers of See, I pray the sinner's prayer, and I swear the Lord, He heard me. Mercy draws me to my knees to pray, and I swear the Lord, He heard me. I'm broken, but you wash my sins away. And inside, I can hear your spirit say that I should call I just gotta call on the name call of Jesus. I've been changed ever since. Call on the name of the Lord.